Welcome to the Friendly Atheist Podcast. Uh, this is Jessica, and um, we are launching something kind of new today. Um, I've been talking about uh, for the last couple of weeks, I'm going to launch a bonus podcast for Patreon subscribers. It's called Fables, Friendly Atheist Bonus Listeners Entertainment, maybe service? There's definitely an S there. I've done a lot of research. So this is sort of the pilot and just to let you guys know what it's going to look like. You only have to donate to Patreon like a dollar a month to get access to these episodes. Um, you can go to friendly, uh, excuse me, patreon.com slash friendly and podcasts to, to donate. We really appreciate your support. Um, so I'm like really super psyched out right now. So I'm here with my best friend from college, Leslie. Hi, Leslie. Hello. Um, I'm just like super stoked to be here. So my kind of conceit for this was I just really enjoy and I feel like I've gotten good feedback on like when I record with my friend Anne or my brother. Like I really like just talking to people I like and respect and think are smart and fun. She's making (laughs) so So sweet. Leslie, um, why don't you talk a little bit about yourself? My name is Leslie. (laughs) Uh, Strong start. Come from a small town in Kentucky. No, uh, I don't know. Jess and I met at Ball State. Mm -hmm. We went to college together. Yes. And uh, 2006. Yes. I met you almost immediately. You were one of my first friends in college. Yeah. You're two years younger than I am. Yeah. Um, But we were in the same, like, modern class, I think. Mm -hmm. Um, And we, like, sat down next to each other. And Leslie, I don't want to brag about you, Leslie. This is, like, a first day of kindergarten story. (laughs) But I thought you were really cool because you had blue converse and you wrote, like, bright eyes quotes on them. (laughs) (laughs) That is, that's a fact. Were they bright eyes quotes? Yeah, for sure. (laughs) And they had, like, fun shoelaces in them. Oh, for sure. Like, not the regular white ones. No. Mm -hmm. Um, So we're, I think, the only English major dance minors on Ball State campus, so Confirmed. we were like besties immediately. Confirmed. Um, yeah. I think I got you drunk for the first time at my twenty-first birthday. You were wearing a robot sweater. I I was wearing a sweater that I had as a child, and I wore it ironically as an adult. <laughs> and I thought that that was a cool look for like my first college party. <laughs> so and that was yeah. twelve years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, we've stayed really close. We try to do quarterly meetings. Either I go to Louisville or Leslie comes up here. We do. We do try to do. Oh, I forgot to do an itinerary this week. We forget actually every time. Yeah. Every time we're like, we're going to make an agenda. Yeah. I'll send you the meeting minutes and we never do that. I did once. Just like me at work in real life. <laughs> in real life. Um, so yeah, Leslie's up here, um, in visiting me in Aurora and we, uh, she picked the book that we read. Um, yes. Did I met, did I explain what this is at all? It's basically going to be a book club with me and a person who I like or and and slash or respect or am friends with or whomever. Um, and so yeah, I'm probably going to have the person pick the book and yeah. just kind of have a, a fun free wheel and just. I'm sorry, I said that. No, it's good. Yeah, it's fine. And it's I good. also really feel like I need to make it clear if I imitate leslie's accent it's not like me making fun of her it's just how i talk to her it's just like my heart voice yeah. when i talk to her we're in a safe place yeah thank you yeah feelings so. don't get hurt around us no there's only good feelings all. um so god yeah let's do you want to like start yeah so i mean i loved this book i did too i've been wanting to read this book for so long it's bad feminist by roxanne gay oh yeah should that's I'm what it is. Terrible at this so far. No, th- you told me to introduce it. Oh yeah, and so I did. I did that. You really know. You're it. welcome. Oh my god, good at podcasts. We are. 
Uh, yeah, I've been wanting to read this book forever. So it's a series of essays mm-hmm. um, uh, wherein uh, Roxane Gay, who is a professor, a author, a Scrabble enthusiast. Yeah. Um, it's just a series of, of essays tackling feminism, race, all kind of basically those two things in yeah. general. Yeah. Um, and the, the title was sort of a spinoff of she says it's sort of and I think most of us went through this when we were kind of figuring out what feminism was to us we sort of retracted from that Mm -hmm. because a feminist is like a shrewd mean man hating like bitch which I am all of those things now but when I was like 20 (laughs) I was like I'm not that I'm a cool girl I'm we're gonna talk (laughs) at length (laughs) about cool girls yes um so she talks about how she you know, she loves pink and she loves frivolity and fluffy romance novels. Mm-hmm. And she, for a long time, felt like that made her a bad feminist and an imperfect feminist. Um, but to align yourself as one thing, like to be yeah. a feminist doesn't mean you have to not shave your legs and not wear makeup yeah. or vice versa. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I, it really spoke to me in a way that, cause I totally. I often feel guilty about... So my favorite takeaway from this is this woman is, like, brilliant and well-respected, and she really lets herself be indulged by frivolity. Mm -hmm. And I feel like that's a thing I struggle with. She talks at length about reality TV Mm -hmm. and, like, garbage music that's, like, so misogynistic. But, like, I also really like the song Blurred Lines. Like, it's... That spoke to me a ton. Yeah. Did you... She didn't write about it, I don't think, in this book, but there was some podcast that she was on. Apparently, she is like a Fast and Furious extraordinaire, is obsessed with those movies. Seriously? Yes. Like, is an expert. And that was one of my favorite details. That was one of the first things I found out about her, and I was like, this is hilarious. Yeah. Yeah, I... I think to see somebody whom I respect who allows themselves to like very dumb things yeah. and, and, and probably embrace it, not like kind of push it off to the side. Like yeah. she says, she's like constantly tweeting about Into like, it, yeah. um, and I think that's great because mm. I don't know. I just feel like I'm always meant to be not humorless. That's not the word, but like serious and taking topics seriously yeah. and always finding like everything problematic, which I do. And it's yeah. exhausting, but like sometimes I want to watch, Fast and the Furious movies. Do I play a drinking game where anytime a woman is like a set piece, do I drink? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And that's what she's so good about, like acknowledging how something is problematic, but not always being so like shaken to your core that it like prevents you from having any sort of fun necessarily. Yeah. Because it really is a... it's kind of a slippery slope that once you start and um did you read shrill by lindy west no but i like lindy west a whole lot yeah i would recommend that um she talks about like her sort of version of becoming a feminist is feeling like everybody she respects hates women Mm -hmm. sort of and obviously it's like a huge overstatement but as soon as you start looking at like oh we just watched him like we just watched cool runnings today no brag um and i was like there literally hasn't been a single woman in this movie oh my god i didn't realize that i think there were like there are two sassy women who are like i can look at his rear end all day (laughs) and that is the only line spoken by a woman and like that doesn't make and i think that's what's interesting when people talk about the bechdel test is Uh like to fail the bechdel test does not necessitate that it is a bad movie yeah yeah, it just is 
it's just worth a fact. noting. Yeah. Just, just saying. Just saying. Yeah. Just let's be aware of it. Yeah. Um, and like, I feel like I've lost many things that I love because a per whether it's like on a feminist pra- platform or like seven is one of my favorite movies mm-hmm. ever. And now the Kevin Spacey thing happened and I'm like, well, I'm, Okay yeah, about. where you're like, am I allowed to watch this and enjoy it in yeah. the same way? It's and I, just, uh, yeah. I think that's a question we're all going to be kind of dealing with yeah. because that is another like slippery slope. Especially like Mikey and I are watching the AFI Top 100 movies, mm-hmm. and like knowing the background of a lot of these actors, producers, yeah, yeah. directors. Like at what point? Like we can't just throw all of artistic history out because. Yeah men are monsters whenever given the slightest yeah. chance to be. Yeah. Um, but it's, I think it's, it's one of those things that like, I don't know. It's like allowing yourself to be, and this is what I'm telling myself at least, <laughs> allowing yourself to feel uncomfortable and undecided about something mm-hmm. and just kind of like being okay with yes. like, I don't have to make a decision mm-hmm. about like, do I indulge myself in this or do I like have to banish it mm-hmm. and speak against like not everything is on opposite ends of the spectrum. Yes. It's okay to like that, be like, this is Leslie, complicated. That's exactly. I think the last couple of years have gotten me really tried to make me more comfortable with gray areas. Yeah. Um, and I think think this kind of black and white binary thinking mm-hmm. is tricky because I think that not, okay. I'm about to spiral into some like big, like hashtag issues here for it. Um, I think that's a problem we see with like you know we're dealing with the dreamers right now and immigration and I think people see this binary of they broke the law therefore they need to be Mm -hmm. or or they didn't do anything wrong therefore they're absolved of everything and see it at like like I'm not going to convince somebody who thinks like all Mexicans are like murderers I'm not going to convince that person that like maybe that's not super true or I'm not going to convince them that, like, just by breaking the law means that they need to be punished because mm-hmm. maybe the laws are unjust. And God knows that's been true forever. Um, but maybe I can, like, coax them into a gray area of, like, yes, yes we can acknowledge somebody did something wrong without saying, therefore, mm-hmm. you're going to be torn away from yeah. your family. That's the only way shit ever... I think that's the thing that when you're in that gray area feeling about Mm. whatever issue you're toiling with, you feel like you're not moving forward. You feel like you're not adding anything. You feel like because you're not making a decision about something Mm -hmm. that you're like backtracking on who, you know, the things that you stand for. And you feel like a bad feminist because (gasps) you feel complicated about something. Nice way to tie that back in. Just Just full circle. circle. Um, But that's really how things get done. You know, like, I mean, whenever you, aren't so polar I mean, that sounds super wishy-washy because I don't want to say like don't stand for anything but no. it's just like if it, you if it if it doesn't make sense for you to go one way it's okay to feel uncertain about something mm-hmm. and it's okay to feel complicated about something and acknowledge it and be like what do we do about it well I think also we sort of god I feel ugh, so pretentious right now but I feel like we live in sort of like a hot take culture yeah that, make a decision about it yes you feel the need to like look at something right now when it happens mm-hmm. And you have to make a decision about it and say something about it. Yeah. Or it doesn't yeah, happen. Yeah, like, opinions on, like, actors. Like, do we hate Anne Hathaway or not? Like, yeah. you have, like, everybody has to, like, take a stance. Or, yeah. you know, this person said one problematic thing, and now we're anti this person. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's a really dangerous place to be because nobody, 
given enough scrutiny none of us is yeah going to hold up to the ideal and none of us is perfect and like god knows i mean how many hours have i talked into this dumb fucking microphone like i'm sure i've said dumb shit and like if i said one untoward thing mm-hmm. you know three years ago should people just stop listening because yeah and i don't yeah. know maybe maybe if it was bad enough yeah. like if i dropped an n-bomb then yeah like probably yeah, yeah. But I think it's one of those things, and honestly, you know who told who, um, and I feel like he did. He was not even aware that he was like bestowing. <laughs> okay, this is that sounds like a weird way. Like <laughs> this dude <laughs> helped me reach enlightenment about how I feel as like a feminist. That's not what I mean at all. But Jack, he's our friend. Jack, oh yeah, I, we were talking about something, and uh, one of the recent I don't know somebody came. I can't even keep them straight mm-hmm. of someone who came out and did something shitty, mm-hmm. and I was just like, how do like I'm having a hard time like feeling like I need to have a hot take about this person yeah. and decide if I can enjoy any of these movies. And he was basically like, you know, yeah, it's just, it's complicated. And like, you don't have to make a decision about it. There was something about it though. I was on a trail of mm-hmm. like, think he made me like think hard. It was like in a Facebook comment where he was just like, <laughs> don't worry about it, Leslie. And I was like, you know what? Thanks Jack. Thank you. But it's just, it's just like, it, I don't know. You don't have to, it's it's even it's good just even acknowledging like I feel complicated yeah. about this or I feel conflicted about this. Yeah. It doesn't mean that you're well a bad feminist. I think so. I I think the first person I ever had these like kind of conversations with people about was Woody Allen. Like maybe like, yeah. maybe five years ago. Not yeah. that that was the first time he did anything problematic, but like five years ago, it just sort of started coming out of like who he might have been kind of a fucking monster. Mm-hmm. Um. And I remember Mikey made fun of me because I was like hanging out with some drunk people. And I was like, how do you know if like you can separate the art from the artist? If Woody Allen is a monster, then does that mean we can enjoy his like I would because I this is sincerely a thing I have been like searching for. Yes. Of what is the right way to enjoy something. And I you're a Woody Allen fan. Yeah. I mean, Annie Hall is like, and see, I still struggle with like, is Annie Hall still one of my most revered movies? Because I feel we, I, I still feel weird yeah. about it, but I'm obsessed with that movie for sure. And I've it. dug my, that's okay. I mean, Oh, well, thank you. I'm going to watch it. Cause it's on the AFI. Oh yeah. Yeah. I do love it. I mean, it's just, but it's one of those things where it's like, uh, you get into the question of, I feel like that was like early stages before things were like every single day, like right. where you're like, can you separate the art from the artist? But if I watch this movie, am I, this is where I would dig myself into a hole. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Separating the art from the artist, but me consuming his art is me putting him up. It's patronizing per- him. Yeah, exactly. And it's just like, you really can work yourself into a rut yeah and also like what's the difference between okay like Woody Allen is a creator right he's Mm -hmm. the writer he's the director but like Kevin Spacey is an actor like it's not his yeah story so I would argue like well Woody Allen writes about the shit that he's fucked up about right yeah it's like him hitting on young women yeah over and over again yeah so is that different from like, oh, well, Kevin Spacey is a talented actor, but also, yeah. a mu- it, but I have to look at his dumb fucking face now. Yeah. And I don't know. I don't, I, I don't know. We didn't solve it. We <sighs> didn't. Yeah. <laughs> Turns out. Sorry. Don't have all the answers here. <laughs> <laughs> um, so one of the things I wanted to talk about was um, Roxanne uh, does a whole chapter about being friends with other women. Mm-hmm. 
Um, and it like really spoke to me in a really real, real way because I think you and I like let's talk about a female friendship mm-hmm. and B cool girl syndrome. So Absolutely. first, I really want to talk about friendship because I feel like you and I have like the most like obsessive and probably troubling friendship. Like when we're together, yeah, people don't necessarily like to be with us. Yeah, we've ridden like a lot of friends out mm-hmm. of like the people have come and gone. Yes, in our circles, <laughs> only two ladies remain. <laughs> it is a gauntlet of friendship. <laughs> It is the most unapologetic <laughs> friendship that I have had. <laughs> Where it's just like we're just. Do we, you know what you're getting into? We have a nickname, Jess. Like Jessly. We, it's like we call it Jessly. We're like, are you okay with this? Yeah. Also, doesn't matter if you're okay because it's, it's happening. It's happening all around you. And I feel like we've both found partners who tolerate us and also like each other. Yeah. So they can't like we'll separate and send the boys off to do errands. Yeah. And we can be like. Yeah. Thank you. Um, <laughs> Just give us our do space. Do you want to tell our origin story? Um, yes. Well, the one, la, the waiting, where we have the, like, yeah. a very movie moment uh-huh. situation. Yeah, it was beautiful. Yeah, I think, I, I don't know what's, we were going across the floor in dance class. So going across, across the floor is like when you're doing a combination and everybody lines up at one end and like does something that brings you yeah. one into the other. And so there's a lot of standing in line and like, yeah fucking around i'm pretty sure it was a situation where like it was a hard combination and we were nervous about it yeah and we were and i'm not saying this to bring us down a few (laughs) notches but being the english major dance minors Mm -hmm. of the entire university we maybe took dance like less seriously than everyone and also and i hate to say this and bring us down maybe we were less good yeah <laughs> only slightly <laughs> only slightly we would always make a point to point we're like we're not as bad as like there's like maybe one to two other people who are yeah. like with us or maybe mm-hmm. a little bit care even less we did a lot of standing in the corner and like marking yeah which Just marking it if and we'd make jokes about how we were marking it and then not pay attention yeah and then yeah we were really great students we were you know <laughs> and honestly i was always that way about dance like <laughs> I never, like, my mom still has this dream of me being, like, a dance teacher or something. Like, I don't think you understand, Mom. I never, me caring about dance is, like, how fun a combination was. And the instant, whatever I'm doing right in that moment of dance class is not the most fun. I'm like, nah. I hate this. Yeah. Like, literally one time, (laughs) we had this ballet teacher who passed recently, uh, Luanne, who is just, like, the definition of, like, a sassy old gal. Yeah. Um... And she used to do a thing like, so in ballet classes, this got way off topic. This is my favorite thing to explain to people though. And they're like, what is this? (laughs) So in ballet classes at the end, you kind of go to your teacher and like do a little curtsy and kind of grab their hands kind of. That's what I always do. You do your reverence where you're like. That's the end. Yeah. So that's like doing your final curtsy of like. You're like, thank you to our imaginary audience. Yes. And And then then thank you for the teacher teacher, and thank the the pianist. Yes. And then a re- Yep. Everybody did a fantastic job. Really nice work today, you guys. I almost got that triple. (laughs) (laughs) One time I got a triple. I was just marking it though. I was just marking it. One time I hit a triple and I told a waiter about it that (laughs) night because I was so excited because I'm such a bad turner. I have no center. Far afield. But anyway, so you do a thing where you like kind of go like take take the hands of your teacher and like do a little curtsy thing. It's very steeped in tradition. Yeah. And Lou 
would always say something nice to her. I'd be like, oh, you're really getting this. And one time she grabbed my hands and looked at me and went, no. <laughs> like everybody else was like, like you so really beautiful. That turn your feet look gorgeous. Such great work today. <laughs> I forgot about that. You old someone. Yeah, she was. Yeah, but anyway, finish our origin That's story, right. and okay. then we can move on to like what this podcast is. Yeah, I guess. Okay, so we were going across the floor. It was some hard combination, mm-hmm. and Jess and I were um, very nervous. I think about it, or we something. were both like new to the dance program and like intimidated. Yeah. You know how you do the thing across the floor too, where you're like, I got to pair up with somebody who knows their shit right now. Oh, I always have to stand behind somebody who seems to know what they're doing. Who yeah. will a draw focus and b I yeah. can watch them. But when I'm the person who's in the front, it's like I took a bullet. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, you're. you're Welcome. welcome. Everybody is welcome. <laughs> but we, it was not that situation. We were nervous. And I was quote, I think I turned around to you and I was like, um, no, oh, I was ahead of you in line. Yeah. I was like, oh, it's like that. Mo- Have you ever seen waiting for Guffman? And just looked me in the eyes and said, it's the day of the show y'all and jetted across the floor. <laughs> And I almost peed my pants <laughs> because that is exactly what I was going to reference about being nervous about a performance. When Parker Posey says, it's the day of the show, y'all. Yeah. Win for Guffman is a really important movie. If you haven't seen it, please run, don't PSA, walk. PSA, run, don't walk. <laughs> See, waiting for Guffman. Um, so anyway, back to this book that we're reading. Um, so she has this, <laughs> this chapter that's about being friends with women. And she, it's like a, a um, uh, outline kind of thing of like mm-hmm. one, one A, one B. Yeah. Um, so her first thing is abandon the cultural myth that all female friendships must be bitchy, toxic, or competitive. The myth is like heels and purses, pretty but designed to slow women down. Um, and then she kind of goes on to say it's not to say women can't be bitchy or toxic, mm-hmm. but like maybe that shouldn't be your default. Yeah. And I think that's, you know, just in pop culture that always seems to be, not always, it frequently seems to be the thing of like women are just like fucking out for each other yeah yeah and that's and maybe it's just who i am but i since like junior high like i had some like of those really petty dumb relationships like friendships when i was that age Mm -hmm. but as an adult like i don't see that and i don't get it yeah like i cannot relate to this idea of like oh women like are out to get each other because like all of my like gal friends are Mm -hmm. like really into each other and yeah. like into each other's That's success. just because you surround yourself with great company, I think. Because I've certainly, I'm, I'm trying to, th- I think. <laughs> no brag. <laughs> me. <laughs> you have the best friends ever, me. <laughs> but I think too that like, I mean, I can, when I have to think back to scenarios like that, and I feel like I never got to the point of like lifetime movie level, like, mm-hmm. you know, or like. Backstabbing. Yeah, stuff like that. But I think back to like college where you're like clearly there's some sizing up that happens that is just like, this sure. is exhausting. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I agree. I've been lucky enough to not, I've so many of like the female friends that I have now, I've had them for like um, 15 plus years mm-hmm. and they're amazing, beautiful people. And all we do is love each other and compliment each other uh-huh. and apologize <laughs> for complimenting each other too much. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there was a thread recently on Buzzfeed that was just about like the purity of female friendships and like, female drunk girls and how they are with each other yeah and it's like that feels so much more true to my life of, yes and, and that's not to say like everyone i've met has been great or like i've never had like 
yeah a catty relationship with somebody but, but that like, seems true when i think form. about my relationships with women it's yeah. just like us being like obsessed with each other and like you're beautiful and you're perfect right. and you're the most talented person i've there ever was met. like a reductress article or some headline something like that that was like a group of women get together to validate the shit out of each other yeah th- thank yeah. you that's exactly <laughs> yeah. what it is it's just like everybody every decision you make you're like you do that yes absolutely brave yeah. and smart and yeah. perfect um do you have anything in particular you want to discuss um well i like the cool girl like oh yeah i didn't want to talk about the cool girl thing i thought that was awesome i mean because she specifically is talking about gong girl yes wait first of all can you tell me like what you were as a cool girl like what was your cool girl like vibe? because you were like punk rock cool girl i was soups punk rock (laughs) no i tried so hard my cool girl vibe was like trying to act like i wasn't like falling asleep at a (laughs) shitty punk rock show (laughs) (laughs) like and this is the days before like we were in high school i did not like underage drink at all like i thought i was a badass but i was not at all (laughs) so to be at like a shitty punk rock show in like tell city indiana no brag stone cold sober yeah and just genuinely be like like to think through like how i'm posing oh yeah at the rock show did you skank at all i no, i was too cool for that like i watch people and i like nod in my head like acknowledging them like cool Mm -hmm. good on you but like i'm so cool Mm -hmm. of a girl that i'm just quietly observing yeah and being so proud of these dudes who are playing just shitty music awful yeah and we would be like hang out near them like hover around them and be like you guys are so cool have you ever heard of this band though <laughs> like total non sequitur like yeah. just to try to drop knowledge to make sure you know that was me being a cool girl like just oh i know this band this mm-hmm. band this band um it got me absolutely nowhere yeah like which who would end it got me like um there was this guy we called him movie guy who um, snorted into the microphone we called him movie guy he worked in the movie theater this is high school this is high school and he this is high school in owensboro kentucky yeah and he had a crush on me he was 18 i was 13 14 grosseroo gross but he would like write me like love notes when i'd go to the movie theater and i thought that was highly romantic sure so that's all being a cool girl really but also dude one of your favorite movies is say anything which is basically that like yeah it's the this like myth of this all you have to do is persist and it's everywhere it's all the time it's forever it is men if they're persistent enough they will get their prize and that prize is yeah lady person yeah and that okay i think say anything would be a really good example of something like i love say anything i had a, a baby doll shirt uh, that had like john cusack <laughs> holding the thing on the front and on the back it said in like scrolly font i gave her my heart and she gave me a pen i had a hoodie <laughs> silhouette God. silhouette of lloyd Dobler, i remember that hoodie. and it said of all the fruitless searches I still have that hoodie. It's a brand new hoodie, actually, which, again, is another problematic. I was actually just about to, to yeah. bring up brand new because the. OK, let's it's like, I can't talk about it anyway, so <laughs> it's fine. I'll get. Are you that emotional about it? It really it, it was upsetting. Well, to having me. somebody you like and respect and especially a musician. And when you're a fan of that music, well, you should explain what happened with brand new. Oh, yeah. So the lead singer, Jesse Lacey, who I was so obsessed with. Um, as a teenager basically was accused of just being a super creepster like Mm. creeping on young young fans 
taking full advantage of the fact that he was the lead singer of a band and he was of full consenting age, asking young fans to take gross pictures, mm. um, just being gross. And when he did his apology, he was like, I have problems with sex stuff. I'm addicted to sex. Um, it's a problem. I, I'm a serial cheater. Oh, that's yeah. a cute thing to admit. Yeah. So anyway, it was, and it's as gross. If, as if just saying that you're that thing is like, well, I admitted it, so you can't be mad anymore, motherfuckers. Yeah. It's just mm, <clears throat> hurts my heart. Yeah. Um, so I think musicians, we feel like we have, I mean, as the same as any kind of like writer or, mm-hmm. or like director, like any kind of artist, yeah. you feel like you know that person. Yeah. And yeah, it's like a personal affront to you. Yeah, yeah, it's they did really, that. yeah, it really sucks. I remember, um, you know, this is going to be a boring story. I was going to tell you. <laughs> you just, I saw you and you're like, <laughs> no. <laughs> Leslie can read me like no other human being. Wait, before we keep going, first of all, I'm having so much fun. I hope people are enjoying this. I just had a moment that I was like, I forgot how we're gonna listen to this because this is just like we're just chatting no we're just chit-chatting yeah um also it's one in the morning (laughs) i was like fully in my room stage like an hour ago too i'm really proud how i bounced back i told you you'd catch your second wind didn't i tell you you did and aren't you second winding yeah i feel much better another bottle of wine in front of us yeah i'll We've had a great day. So Leslie came out for, um, yesterday was the opening ceremonies of the, okay, this is, let me give you an example of the purity of our friendship. (laughs) I feel like I'm bragging about how good friends we are. Is that a weird thing to brag about? It's something to brag about. It (laughs) It is. Um, So Les lives in Louisville, and that's like five, six hours. She says she can make it in five. (laughs) We made it in seven maybe eight yesterday <laughs> yeah you guys so. took a minute so um so on the day we're recording this so this is technically february 11th um so the the friday we uh chicagoland area had a huge blizzard like schools were canceled everything was like shut the fuck down my husband had been out of town on business since tuesday i am fun employed so i've just been at home and i've been looking we've been planning on this on her coming up here for this for months and months. So I've been looking forward to this. And then all of a sudden, Mikey's supposed to come back on Friday. His flight gets delayed till Saturday. And this blizzard is happening. And my, our friends, Jack and Holly, who I think we're going to do an episode with. Oh, good. That'll be we, so much fun. we watched the, uh, one of the Kirk Cameron movies, Fireproof. Have you watched that with them? Yes. Jack has actively been pushing that movie on everyone in Louisville. But I haven't watched it. You haven't? But my mom has. But probably not for the same reasons. No. Mm-mm. No. Mm-mm. She heart. thought it had some good points. <laughs> <laughs> Fireproof is like basically about like marriage and Christianity. Just being a good wife. Yeah. Really. Yeah. Just like knowing your place. Yeah. <laughs> Women are happier when they know their place. Mm-hmm. So anyway, so I've been like really going stir crazy all week. Like I haven't seen anybody. And then this blizzard is happening. I've been looking for this weekend. This blizzard is happening. My husband's another day out. So I'm like no other humans and then i was like fuck there's no way leslie and and her boyfriend are gonna make the trek from louisville into a blizzard and so i i was at the dog park like talking to some people and i was like oh yeah everything's canceled and whatever and i just got so thoroughly bummed out of like it's gonna be another day of me like just being by myself in my house i can't go anywhere because i can't spend money and also the apocalypse is here (laughs) and so i called leslie and was like upset like do you think what do you think do you think you'll still be able to come and she's like yeah (laughs) 
I hadn't even looked at the weather. <laughs> <laughs> and I almost started crying on the phone because I had like, con- you know, when you con- convinced yourself like, yeah. okay, cool. Now, and Mikey, like, j- it's fine. Yeah. Mikey got home at nine o'clock Saturday night and I hadn't yeah. seen him since Tuesday. So I've just been alone bouncing around a house, like watching the OC. I think you'd like the OC by the way. Oh, I know I would. Don't worry. <laughs> I know I would. Um, and just it was just like this non-hesitation i was like it's gonna snow a lot you're like how much i was like they're shutting everything down you're like it's fine (laughs) it's fine it's interstate (laughs) that's what i said (laughs) you did say that a whole lot yeah but then ironically you ended up not taking the interstate up here Yeah, that was dumb yeah that was on you guys well as we were leaving town i was like i have four dollars in cash so we can't do tolls I was about to ask you the most boring question about if you had like an iPass or whatever, but we'll just. Of course, I don't. Let's like get your life together for the, like the quarterly meeting. No, you have to. Pay but don't like... you have tolls in Kentucky? Yeah, but there's a bridge right next to it where you oh. don't have to do the toll. Oh my god, I'm bored listening to us. Let's stop talking about toll bridges. Let's talk about cool girls. Yeah, yeah, we're cool girls. <laughs> Such cool. So my so version cool. of cool girl was um so i've always been a sports fan Mm. i have always been a cubs fan i went i go through phases like when i was in college i would literally watch every single game in the summer but i not i'm not like one of those like sports fans of like i know statistics from all this time and like i know everything about everyone and i know um but i really thought if I liked sports to the like fanatical extent that men of Indiana where we went to school tend to like sports and they would like me much more Mm -hmm. and also they and I knew they would do the quiz thing you know the quiz thing of um a a woman says okay so literally for me I was like I was talking to this guy I was dating do you remember when I dated Adam for like five minutes and he ghosted was he the swing dance one? No, God, fu- no. <laughs> oh, that was a nightmare. Anyway, um, I do remember Adam. It doesn't matter. It's okay. Um, It'll come to me. Couldn't be less interesting. <laughs> I'm um, so sorry. No, it's fine. I just can't. Like, I can't help it. It's okay. Um, I was. It was this guy I was dating very briefly, and like was super into, and he had like all these dude roommates, and I was like, I thrive with like. Hashtag cool dudes. Yeah. And so this guy was talking to me and he asked me if I like sports. I was like, oh, yeah, I'm a huge Cubs fan. Did I say I was? I was like, no, I re- I'm really into baseball. He was like, well, what do you think about the designated hitters league? Like, he did it in a quiz of like. Pop quiz. I just want to make sure that like. Let's see if you pass. Which is, there's a tweet about like, it's one of my favorite tweets of all time. It's like, dudes, I wish women were into sports. Women, I like sports. Men, oh, yeah, well, what's the blood type of the niece of the <laughs> The 1998 Colts coach. Didn't think you'd know. Yeah. yeah. So not got you. And like that, it, there's gatekeeping to be sure. Yeah. But Honestly, was, same, exact same mm-hmm. fits for the stupid, shitty band dudes yeah. that I tried to impress. Yeah. Did it's you like Im- it's just a dude thing. Did you impress him, you think? Uh, I think so. I mean, at least movie guy. <laughs> and he had great judgments. Oh, God. <laughs> Ew, you didn't like go on a date with him, did no, you? No, my parents were not about that. Good for them. Yeah. And he would text me on my Nokia phone. Sure. But my parents wouldn't even let me have like text messages. So I'd just see like the beginnings of it. <laughs> where it was like, hey girl. And I'd be like, oh, I don't know what it says. But no. But I bet it's so And I was a good girl. So I was not about to push any of those boundaries. Oh, okay. Yeah. 
are you ready for the transition of your lifetime? I want to go back yep. into the book that we're reading. Yes. Uh, and we're going to come back to Cool Girls because I yeah. think that's one of my like favorite sort of phenomenons. Yeah. But what fucking hurt my heart is um, um, Roxanne Gay describes a violent rape that happened to her. Oh, my God. I was at the gym on the treadmill and just like. <laughs> it was a lot. So yeah, I- when I read that, it was a, it. It was awful. Yeah, it was. Yeah, and she kept using this word, this term, "good girl," mm-hmm. and I related to it so hard because it really feels like, well, I'm a good girl, so this thing can't happen mm-hmm. to me. I didn't because we always have this mentality of like, if something bad happened to somebody, it's not that they deserved it, but what did they? What were they bringing to the table? Yeah, yeah. like they really weren't. And it's the same yeah. thing as, like, the perfect victim. Like, if yeah. you were murdered, like, what, what did you do? Like, dig, yeah. digging up their past. She talked about, um, uh, fuck, what's his name? Um, oh, um, Hoodie. Trayvon Martin. Thank you. Yeah. Hoodie is all I got out. Good job, Jess. You're really nailing it. Um, that's okay. Uh, we realized it. <laughs> yeah, we yeah. got it. Um, about, like, immediately they were digging into this kid's past. of Like, well, what else did he do? And, mm-hmm. like. It's a really fucked up thing. But anyway, she kept using this refrain, but I'm a good girl, but I'm a good girl, but I was a good girl. Mm-hmm. And it's and she uses it kind of peppers it throughout the book, which I thought was like super effective because it's always this if because there's always morality, I think, attached to violence mm-hmm. of really only tragically bad things in terms of like you were attacked by some uh, by somebody close to you. Yeah. Or whatever. Like, that only happens if you're in a bad relationship or yeah. treated somebody poorly or, 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 or. Mm-hmm. Um, and she kept using this refrain of, I'm a good girl. And it just, like, hit my heart of yeah. you. Because we just want to be safe walking through the world. Yeah. And we take all these precautions, right, of, well, I'm going to dress a certain way i'm gonna walk this place mm-hmm. i'm gonna take a cab instead of the train mm-hmm. i'm gonna do whatever and if i take all of these steps this thing won't happen to me yeah and so i think that has to be like thankfully i've never been the victim of like a violent assault but i have to think that has to be a really hard thing to be like but i did all the things right yeah and yeah. i feel honestly like i feel that way with like the job market of like well i did all the things you told me to do yeah where's my shiny job waiting for me at the end of my college career and, yeah and everything like there's just this element of like well i did it i did yeah. what you asked me to yeah. can i can i has job yeah exactly was that a really current reference yeah that was like uh that's on the that's from the internet the internet have you heard of it there's cats heard of it look it up (laughs) on the internet (laughs) i hate myself but no that's so true though it really is like yeah it's just i think that's the thing and when something like that happens to you I think that you it is even more like baffling, obviously, because you're like, no, no, no I know what I'm bringing to the mm-hmm. table here, and I it doesn't make any sense. It never makes sense. Yeah. It, obviously, something horrible like that is happening. It doesn't make sense. Right. But and just how to process that is no. I, it was so awful. I mean, I think the saddest part, not the saddest part. I mean, it was an awful story, but her coming home and just like going to her room and just being like, Anna went to school the next day. Oh my god. And all the dudes told everybody. <laughs> It was, it was terrible. It was so hard. So she was brought to the, she was dating this boy. And she, I don't remember how old she was. High school. She said middle school. Middle I school? I think. Um, and she was like walking through the woods with this boy she was dating who she adored. And he brought her to this shack, which like 
what yeah. <laughs> like that was Mm-mm. that was bad enough yeah um and basically there was like a bunch of other boys there and they gang raped her yeah um and then went to school and basically said that she like blew all of them yeah. and was a huge slut yeah um it was just, but the way she just dismissed, she's like, and the rest of that year, that's what I was to everybody at school. Was just a slut. That's it. Yeah. It was, it was awful. I, I just can't. No. It's not a thing I can fathom. No, it's terrible. Yeah. And it's just, I don't know. I just can't stand how this shit is never taken seriously. Mm-mm. Like, it really feels like anything... <clears throat> Ugh, I don't know if this is going to be like a hot take or whatever, but doesn't it sometimes feel like anything women are going through is diminished in mm-hmm. some way? Yeah. Like, I feel like one, you know, like a couple times a year we hear like, oh, it turns out menstrual cramps are as painful as a heart attack. And I'm like, yeah, y'all, I've been telling you this for years. When I'm like, cr- like doubled over and crying at my mm-hmm. desk, I'm not like exaggerating. Like yeah. I am in a lot of pain yeah or like it just i think it's just i i think it's just the general notion that more is expected from women Mm -hmm. just in general and i know that i mean it's like fresh in my brain because i did finish reading the last chapter of this book (laughs) moments ago yes um but where she was talking about like you know lean in and how obviously cheryl sandberg it that book is not perfect and Mm -hmm. but what book is perfect there's still teachable great moments in it yes but do we ever hold that standard to other how-to businessy book like how to make it how to be successful in the Mm -hmm. world books that men have written to say well does it account for this socioeconomic group it was like it hit me like a ton of bricks Mm -hmm. because we because she talks about it a few different times she talks about it about Orange is the New Black, um, mm-hmm. and a couple other um, general movies that were made that are targeted at black audiences. Mm-hmm. I can't remember the name of the one that she was excited about. And she said it was, she's, a, she's like, it was fine. Oh, Peoples. Peoples. Yeah. She, she went and saw it. It was a movie tar- um, written and directed by a woman of color, mm-hmm. targeted largely for, for black audiences. And she's like, I saw it. It was fine. Yeah. It wasn't amazing, but it also wasn't any better or worse than yeah. like all of the garbage starring every white man.com. Yeah. I don't know why I said that. It didn't make sense. It wasn't a good joke. I like adding .com to things. Yeah. It feels very 1996 cool. Look it up. I like saying <laughs> that too. <laughs> um, but, it, and I think that is part of the thing that really gets exhausting and it's honestly a thing that Hammond and I have talked about of talking like Democrats versus Republicans where Republicans are just doing whatever the fuck they want Mm -hmm. and I still feel like we on the left should be like no we're gonna stick to the rules and do the right thing and be moral and Hammond was like why is it always us why do we always have to like play by the rules when they don't yeah it's just a difference in standards. I don't know why. Yeah. But it's just and I don't know the answer <laughs> yeah. to that. Like, should we be? I don't know. And it's not uh, to say, like, Democrats are blameless. But yeah. But it's it's one of those things, though. I mean, especially in regards to a woman and something a woman experiences. Mm-hmm. I feel like the general reaction to it is, like, at least mild annoyance. Like, 
okay. roll. Like, what are we going to have to endure to get through the story, to get through the situation? Mm-hmm. Um, I always love to think back to, I mean, I just, my college experience, we've talked about this, riddled with just like shitty dudes. Mm. And I'm not trying to nail them to the cross, but just shitty dudes, mild, yeah. at least mildly shitty dudes. And any point of contention that we brought to the table, anything that we tried to tell them, hey, this is something shitty that you did or mm-hmm. your friends did. Mm-hmm. Um, this the instant knee jerk reaction from them. It was at at the very least annoyance. Mm-hmm. Not at the very least, like I believe you. I uh, you know I acknowledge this, but that's that they don't see that whenever one of their dude friends. I mean that's not a thing that is like you have to go through these steps of like. Mm-hmm me even being okay with whatever you're about to tell me, whatever experience you have. Because even when we're saying that we are uncomfortable or we've been hurt, it has to be couched in protecting the dude's feelings. Mm -hmm. Because God forbid, you're like, that sucked. Yeah, because they're like, that's an attack on me too. Yeah. All of us. Yeah. Hashtag me too. (laughs) (laughs) They started the Me Too movement. Yeah. One more thing. They're so brave. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Yeah. Um. I don't know. I I do find it really exhausting to feel like I have to, but I also think, I think you and I are the queens of like apologizing about anything we say or do or think or feel. Yeah. It's just sort of our whole thing. Like we spend entire phone conversations just apologizing at each other. Mm -hmm. I'm so sorry. Very good at it. Slightly distracted. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I'm so sorry. I'm in Walgreens again while I'm on the phone with you. Why are you always in Walgreens? What are you shopping for? I mean, I think you always call me when I'm on my period, so <laughs> it's like the moon's <laughs> the cycle is in line, That's and you just true. you're I like you like once a your week. uterus glows, and you're like you need to talk need to, to a gynecologist, honey. Like I do go to a gynecologist. I talk to you once a week. Your period should not be always. That is okay. My period is a very regular amount. I've been on like Johnny on the spot with my period Congrats. for like 15 years. Really? So, yeah. Mine is. I actually talked to my gynecologist and was like, should I be like thinking of any other type of birth control? I feel like behind the times. They're like, do you really want to? And I was like, no. no. And they're like, then you're good. You're fine. It's all right. You seem okay. Yeah. You just happen to call me. I just also really am obsessed with this one particular Walgreens. In town. I don't even live that close to it, but they're so nice. <laughs> one time the pharmacist. <laughs> <laughs> There's so, I'm like a true old I've lady. Ever heard anybody? They're say. so nice. One time, the one of the pharmacists complimented me. I was wearing like a workout shirt. She complimented my T-shirt. She was like, "Oh, it's like some some dumb obscure band." And I was like, "I saw them when I was 15 at this music festival." And she was like, "I was there too." And I was like, "I will come to this Walgreens forever <laughs> you, until you the day I die." for life she's so sweet and um whenever after i got the phone with you was checking out the pharmacy the lady was like did you know that you could return this lipstick if you don't want it in 30 days even if you've used it and i was like no i didn't you didn't know that no oh you know my mom is on that tip you know could you show up and you're like here you go yeah you know that my mother if she doesn't like a thing she will return it Well, I've had, I've just had so many lipsticks. Let's, you know, you have that moment where immediately after you get out of the drugstore, you put it on your car and you're like, and nope. you're like my lips disappeared. <laughs> you're like, this is a horrible idea. Yeah. But anyway, just little tips like that. They're the sweetest at this Walgreens. Like one time my mom and I, when I was in high school, my mom and I, my mom and I were at Costco and you can return anything at Costco for any reason. It's like REI. <laughs> like REI. It's like has holes in it. And they're and, like, yeah. Sorry. Yeah. And a woman in front of us in line was returning flowers because they wilted too quickly. And I think my mom was like, 
this is my dream board. Like this changes. <laughs> I didn't know this was an option. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. Oh, I'm just not trying hard enough. No, well, I, I still care. appreciate if it's the in info. my house, it's mine forever. Yeah, me too. And I'm too lazy to go back out again. Oh, absolutely. There not. was a jumper that I got on Amazon, like a corduroy jumper. Leslie, listen, I was really into this idea, and when I say was, it was just months, like a few months ago. <laughs> it wasn't that long ago. Um, corduroy jumper. I was like, I want to wear it with cute tights and boots. Uh-huh. I got it, and it's like an actual box. <laughs> like it, like did not. It looked terrible on me, and I went through the process of returning it. And the distributor wrote back to me and oh, was God. like, "Can can you just like make it work?" <gasps> no. Yeah, they were like, "Could you just make it work, or like we can give you like a partial refund? Like meet me in the middle here." And I was so lazy that I was like, "Leslie." I have this jumper now. <laughs> it's mine. It's, it's my jumper. Mine. It also costs eleven dollars. Okay, that's so, fair. Yeah. Uh, last time you were in town, we went to Target together, and you convinced me to buy a romper. Did I? Yes. I'm so proud. I returned it <gasps> immediately. <gasps> and they This is a real exchange I had with the Target return person. They said, "Was was anything wrong?" And I said, "Yeah, my friend was." Because <laughs> <laughs> I put and the it, girl was like. I feel you, girl. Because <laughs> I put it on. Like, I'm a busty gal. Like, I don't need I don't need that. Honestly, business. I've been pushing rompers on myself for a while, too. And I'm but not really sure. But you have to really take sure. them off to pee. Yeah. But there's something kind of invigorating about, like, you're does, in a public restroom. And you're like, I'm just naked. <laughs> it does bring me back to ballet days. Yes. Which is all yeah. off. <laughs> yeah. All off. You're just like, you're just fully naked just on the naked. toilet. Just naked. Yeah. you're like and you hope for you know some bathrooms like the gap is wide yes and then they're like you're like somebody can see me just being fully naked and they're like why and you're like on your phone so you're just crunched over yeah Yeah. (laughs) like a a monster like like a a golem yeah (laughs) (laughs) we need to tell you about this yeah we do we do we do can we just like what if we just had this podcast and we didn't send it to anybody? It's like the beginning of all the podcasts you listen to where they're just catching up. That's <laughs> all we're going to do. Yeah, it's like my favorite murder. Yeah. It takes them 45 minutes and to I'm get to the morning. I'm like, murders, no, please. I, I love it. I live <laughs> for it. Um, oh, okay. So we kind of already talked about the, the thing about responsibility that goes on. Um, things that add a girl. It's... It's a twist off. I don't want to brag. See. Leslie's reaching for our second bottle of wine. Yeah. We realistically have been drinking for many hours. We yeah. had mimosas for. We're on vacation. This this is a uh, vacation. Talking for to sure. the microphone. Sorry, can you hear me? Yeah. <laughs> can you do your best NPR voice for me? This is Leslie Nance. I don't. All I know to say is my name over and over again. <laughs> Leslie Nance. Leslie Nance. That's pretty good. Coming at you. From Aurora, <laughs> um, Illinois. Okay, ready for mine? wine off my <laughs> Yeah, that was really finger. classy. Uh, another uh, uh, volatile day on the stock market. Do you think we should local fry more? Leslie, people might listen to this. Uh, I think I do it at work on WebEx a lot. WebEx knows Just my vocal fry. Vocal fry at it? Yeah, I'm like, hello. <laughs> so, so, okay, I actually... Good segue, Jessica and Leslie, um, because I think that vocal fry is, you know, when you have this like landmark moment of you read an article and you're like, I'm describing like your mind being blown. Like this isn't an original thought. You know when you read a thing and it changes everything? Yeah. 
the first time so the first time i read an article that was about so it was maybe five years ago maybe eight years ago and like people were freaking the fuck out about vocal fry yeah um which i felt personally attacked by that movement <laughs> i was like everybody needs to simmer down <laughs> Well, it's my most times my vocal fry is like i haven't had a full cup of coffee and i'm tired <laughs> it took four hours to drink a cup of coffee today <laughs> like let me then within that four hours i'm gonna talk in a vocal fry <laughs> you're right everybody can deal with america it is, it is um and i feel like i heard about it a lot in this american life which is hilarious because ira ira glass is he has like a ridiculous voice uh, listen i love ira glass i do too i think he's getting divorced I heard that. That's too bad. Yeah, I know. Um, but he is like the king of vocal. Yeah, <laughs> right. He is. Um, but anyway, so I read this kind of article that was about vocal fry and upspeak specifically. Yeah. Um, and basically what it comes down to is the way young women talk. Everybody freaks the fuck out about. Yeah. So like no. So literally, I would say vocal fry is the literal opposite of up, of upspeak, I guess. As I both vocal fry and up speak, I get it. Don't don't at me. It's okay. Um, but you know what I mean? Like, it's almost a compensation of, yeah. like, I'm going to talk lower in my voice range instead yeah. of, like, up in both the end. Wa- both ways are wrong. Both, wa- both ways are wrong because any ways young women talk yeah. is immediately demonized. Yeah. And that was the thing that, like, fucking rocked my world because i used to be like super annoyed at upspeak and Mm -hmm. and realistically what i'm more annoyed at is any like vocal patterns that are repeated over and over yeah you end every sentence it grates on you yeah it does but but like it i i this kind of realization of like oh it's the way young women talk and everybody fucking it's just like did you know that that's annoying that how you speak is just terrible it's just the worst yeah um or like using the word like used it in that sentence good job jess but like it's now ubiquitous nobody people don't complain about that yeah anymore. did you hear about the bar that bans people who quote-unquote talk like kardashians exactly and i'm not even a wait like, like a card coding card- i know describe my face our face is just like not having it yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no sir <laughs> that's what we're saying it's just ridiculous the only kind of voice that is truly really really annoying to me and honestly this could go for both genders but baby talk mm. that's the only one that gets on my nerves but i think that has nothing to do with Sorry, do you have hair a, in your mouth no there's just a little wine grit in my mouth oh it's just the um the tannins. element tannins the tannins and the the grape spit how's this new wine it's really good what's it called dark corner dark corner um so mikey and i got a um have you ever gotten those coupons i was like pay 60 dollars and you get a case of wine and we're like oh yeah 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 it's the fucking best and mikey's weirdly obsessed with keeping our wine rack full which is funny because i'm weirdly obsessed with i remember it into my mouth <laughs> it's what? a partnership opposites attract. um and so he ordered this and it was like whatever 60 bucks for a case of wine which is which is 12 bottles mm-hmm. and it took a month to get here and i kept calling that here's a thing i'm great like at. i'm just checking a thing i'm great at is talking <laughs> to customer service representatives my general- i feel like i am too and so is my mother is she yeah see my mom my mom's like i'm buying I'm this sure. for a wedding that i'm going to Saying that to, like, a catalog customer service person. Like, my goal, generally, if I interact with a customer service person... It, so, I worked in... Can you hear that pouring? Yeah, Radio audience. <laughs> <laughs> What's that? Somebody commented that, like, 
they, they knew when I was drinking wine because I like <laughs> sunk it on the table and I was like, oh, it's trying to be like dainty about it. Um, I, I've worked, I worked in customer service for a long time. I was a server for a long time. And once in a while you'd go home and be like, I had the nicest person today. And yeah. I always want to be that. I want to be the person that was like so nice and pleasant that they're like, yeah, I was just like a really nice person today yeah. because that makes such a big difference. It so anyway, does. That's my goal. Also, hey, guys, here's a really cool like life hack. If you're nice to servers and bartenders, they give you free shit like it's going out of style. That's true. Like just be nice to them and ask them about their day. And I'm yeah. not saying, and to be clear, being nice to somebody is its own reward and like try to be a decent yeah, human. Yeah. We're all going through this dumb thing together. But also like being a like an asshole to your yeah. server is not going to get you shit. If if there's a hell, it's just going to be made up for people who are mean to servers. Is there anything worse than that? No, there's not. It really, really, really irks me. Me too. And I, like, as soon as I'm around somebody who's like that, I'm like, I know exactly what person you are. Yeah. And I have no interest in hanging out with you anymore. It's just, I just don't. And the thing, I can't. Did I say any words? The, the thing I get. And then you just like huffed. <laughs> I just don't get that instinct of no. I'm going to come off salty from the blocks. Yeah. It just isn't. And the person who like, you, we've both waited tables. Yeah. You were. I was good at it. You were so good at it. I did it at a co- cockroach infested restaurant, which really adds another element. Oh. Didn't you see a cockroach crawling on a baby? I did. And I all I did was I ran back into the kitchen and I was like, somebody help me. I need advice. I'm phoning a friend. And everyone, everyone in the back of the restaurant was just like, I give up. They threw up their hands and they were like, I got nothing for you. But you know what? Went back out to the table. The cockroach is gone. So, so problem solved. Problem solved just itself. took care of itself. But wait, you said you called customer service for the ca- the case of wine, oh. and you just demanded it, I'm sure. <laughs> I was like, you asshole. Yeah. Um, but I was just like, hey, and I had emailed them, like, hey, I'm yeah. trying to get this wine for this Friday. It was supposed to be delivered by Thursday. And they're like, oh, no, we're so sorry. It's going to be delivered by Monday. And I was like, whatever. Tuesday comes and goes. Nothing came. So I called them, and I was just like, hey, so this is supposed to happen. It was supposed to be delivered at the end of December, and now Here it's like at January 18th. Yeah. Um, and I think the thing to always remember is, like, it's not this person's fault. Uh, yeah, yeah. And honestly, they're getting paid $9 an hour, and they have no power. So, like, yeah. don't yell at that person. Yeah. But I was just like, I, you know, we're just... It's not a huge deal. We're yeah. just really hoping to get it in. We wanted to get it in last week. That came and went. And he's like, oh, I'm so... And he was like, we were out of stock of one of the wines we were going to send you. I was like, we picked a variety pack. Just, just pick another one. Just put whatever you want yeah. in there. It could be 12 of the same wine. Yeah. They'd be like, cool. Yeah. Great. <laughs> um, and he was like, okay, I'm so sorry. Can I refund your shipping for you? And I was like, yes. Yes, you can. Yes, you can. That's sweet. That's really so, nice. But like, it just, it's not that hard. And no. they always say, I like the surprise sound of like, oh, oh, okay, thank Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah. It's not your fault. Uh, oh. It's because call center associate, I say this having been a call center associate. Girl, me it's too. It's so ingrained to apologize a thousand times that um, you're just used to people and, being like, fuck you. Mm-hmm. You're people like, I'm sorry. are really mean. Yeah. How many times do you, would you say a customer of some kind has made you cry? Oh, uh, 
can I be real? Mm-hmm. What made me cry more than even customers? Mm. Bosses. My restaurant boss mm. in the cockroach restaurant. In Muncie? Yeah. Is it that was, place still alive? Absolutely not. Well, what's it called? None let's, of the restaurants I ever worked let's at. Let's fucking still, name drop it. What's it called? It's called Bella's. <laughs> represent bella's you know everybody who worked there was the best person except for the person who co-owned it who just decide you know people just like decide like you i'm not gonna like you Mm. like everything that you just do everything you do gets on my nerves like that's how i was to her and she made me cry a lot so i but i did have some customers that made me cry (laughs) so um a couple i used to work at um it no longer exists but do you do you have rosebuds in Louisville or is it just Chicago land? No. So rosebuds are like a, a upscale um, Italian joint. I'm sorry, I burped into the microphone. I'm really sorry, you guys. Hope they heard um, it. I know. It's like we were talking today, like Olive Garden and then Carabas yeah. and then like r- rosebud is like oh, one step up from I that. I see. I don't want to brag. You Bella's know is ten steps <laughs> below Olive Garden. You know, I hate to brag, but I did wear a tie and a vest. Damn. Mm-hmm. And I, for some reason, it felt really important to me to have the fattest fucking knot on my tie. And so because I was wearing a vest, the point of the tie would come down like slightly past my boobs. Just so it was just like 100% It's all tie. It's just all tie. Yeah, all day. Um, And anyway, so I, it was uh, in the theater district in Chicago. So it was all, uh, the fucking worst. It was just like people coming in right before they're going to the theater. So they're like crunch for time. Mm-hmm. Or yeah. coming in for business lunches, which yeah. was the pits. And like the Chase building was right across the street. Yeah. And so I was 26 probably at the time. So I was waiting tables. And then there was like 26-year-old like asshole workers for Chase who were all wearing like Chase branded garbage. Who like, it was like white dudes with aggressively gelled hair who just wanted to be nasty at me yeah um but anyway i so i left there i had a couple other jobs and then when i was working at um my latest company um my boss and i were really close friends so we went out to dinner when he was in town from from boston (laughs) and we so we went there for dinner i still knew some of the people and i went to the bathroom and i came back and i was like i just had flashbacks to all the times I cried in that bathroom. Just like <laughs> ran in the bathroom. You're like, ooh. I always picked the right hand stall. The immediate stall, like right next to the door, felt really important to me and just yeah. cried. Just yeah. cried. Yeah. And then and then pretended nobody could notice my eyes go bloodshot. Me too. My face is so splotchy. <laughs> and the saddest server ever. God, how are we adults? Let's know. talk about this book more. How long have we yeah. been doing this? Years? We're doing really good. I'm um, Honestly, we've b- done better on topics, discuss- at least touching back into the mm-hmm. book, than my real book club. I, d- so. <laughs> when I say that with love, book when club, ladies. When we were getting right for this, I was like, just treat it like a regular book club. Like, I want it to be a very, like, sincere conversation yeah. between us. And Leslie was like, all I'll say is I hate the book and never talk the rest of the time. That's literally, I either say I hated the book and then people get their feelings hurt <laughs> because I hated the book or something. Or, or I don't read the book and I try to be like how long can i last before i announce that i I haven't read the book and then i announce it immediately or i finish the book moment like as everybody's filing in my door (laughs) and i'm like in my laundry room like like you did literally tonight yeah yeah (laughs) yeah um i want to talk about her chapter on unlikable female characters yeah because that was something that really spoke to me in a real way Mm -hmm. um so basically her premise was uh, frequently female characters are called unlikable Mm -hmm. 
I don't know why I thought that disturbed like synthesis. I literally said the words in a slightly different order than I did <laughs> earlier. It really clarified things for me. Thank you. Listen, I'm here to help. I'm a professional podcaster. I make dozens of dollars a month. <laughs> um, and so, and, so I whenever she says like people say this and I'm like I'm people I'm those people yeah um I think it's really interesting because we're living in this sort of a maybe we're a little bit past it but in the age of like peak like Byronic hero like the the troubled whatever like the the madmen lead what's what's the word I'm looking for uh Don Draper the Don Draper yeah like yeah there's a specific word people use to describe it, and I can't think of it because it's 145 in the morning. I don't know what that word is either, but I think I know what you're talking about. The Okay, anyway, yeah. it'll come up to me, and I'll yell it. Yeah. No matter what's going on, I'll just yell it. <laughs> just go back Anti-hero. to Antihero. There we go. Nailed it. It's also revolution beer. What's up? We're both English majors. We <laughs> are... We couldn't think of the word antihero. No, okay. we could. Although, Leslie... You know, I hate to brag. You know that about mm-hmm. me. I think you might. So I was an English literature major, and I think you might have the only degree more useless than an English literature major. I don't know. That creative writing <laughs> emphasis really comes in handy. Yeah. Where, where when I'm s- creating, like, PowerPoint content <laughs> for work. Let's work for an insurance company. Yeah. Honestly, that's, like, one of the few joys that my job brings me. I have a sick obsession with, like, crafting a really fine PowerPoint. Yeah. We had to do, like, a like a strengths building thing where, like, everybody on my team said, like, come to me to do this. And the top of my list was to do a stupid PowerPoint. <laughs> and everybody was like, really? And I was like, yes. Yes, please. Yep. Yes, forever. So, yeah, creative writing, it's um, become extremely useful. Thank really? you. I've learned how to, like, put a bunch of useless words together mm-hmm. in different orders mm-hmm. to fill up space. Sure. So, yeah. That's you're so talented. I am. I really am. So impressed Thank to be you. friends with you. Thank you. But so, um, so, so Roxane Gay talks about this, um, this idea of unlikable characters mm-hmm. and I, I don't know, like I love moments like that where it's just like a kind of moment of clarity of, cause I definitely think that of like, Oh, this character is really unlikable. I didn't like them. Yeah. And she talks at length about just because it's a, likable characters are almost always boring yeah and be like if a character is dislikable does that mean his his or her story is not her story is not worth hearing or worth worth caring about and i think that's really interesting because i feel like we see these these anti-heroes these byronic heroes over and over again and we're still Will, you know Walter White and Draper we're yeah. still going to take the journey with them even though they make like increasingly poor decisions yeah I assume I've only watched like the first season of Mad Men like four times because I really want to like it no he really turns it around <laughs> she shook her head he doesn't you're really good at podcasting you do a lot of facial expressions a lot of like, like I've been doing jazz hands this whole time yeah that's really lovely and gestures <laughs> no I think that that's a great point because I I, I kind of found a bit of my own like how I treat that subject whenever she was writing about it, because I think I'm more inclined to, when I read about a female character, Mm -hmm. say whether I like them or don't, but it doesn't necessarily make me stop reading a book or like hate that character or hate Mm -hmm. the book. 
but I'm less inclined. Like I also recognize faults in male characters and all of it to that point. Absolutely. makes them more interesting. Mm-hmm. I love it. Cause layers make a yeah. person more interesting. But I think I'm just less inclined to call, <clears throat> excuse me, call a male character. Is that a cough or did you clear your throat? It's like both. Oh, okay. throat was dry. I had some junk in it. <laughs> but anyway, it makes me like, I think I'm less inclined to call a male character who's flawed. Like I don't like him. But I'm more inclined to like mm-hmm. call out about a girl, like I don't, a female character. I don't like them. Because I think saying, um, we even using the word flawed is a really forgivable thing for a male character. Like he has his flaws, but mm-hmm. we love him anyway. Whereas, yeah, it's pretty, yeah. whereas I, th- I would. Like he's a bad person. I would probably mm-hmm. argue that flawed and dislikable are subtly gender specific things mm-hmm. because flawed kind of allows for this like he's this whole person but he's imperfect yeah whereas unlikable i feel like kind of is attached to women frequently and like yeah just yeah not maybe it's like maybe it's like us projecting like me being like because i do this a lot with characters like what of my attributes are within this character, especially with female characters? Oh and God. then it's like they have an unlikable attribute, whether I have it or not. I'm like, I don't like that. <laughs> I don't want to do that. But I, I, but it's it was one of those things where it's like I didn't super realize that I did that. But mm-hmm. it's like, oh, yeah, I do. Yeah, we hold sort of, and I say we, I literally mean you and I. I'm not trying to like make any sweeping generalizations. But like I feel like we hold female character. And really like, female writers female stories she talks about orange is the new black as this sort of um she feels like she should like it and there's a lot a lot she does like about it but it's not perfect and it's not everything to everybody and it doesn't maybe portray people of color and the maybe more characterish as she than she wishes like she talks about crazy eyes who she admits her character does develop more down the road but at the beginning she's just like this caricature yeah of this crazy person who's obsessed and also like it's impossible to ignore the fact that it's like this white woman's point of view and she's our surrogate so that is to say that white women are the norm and we're experiencing like latina women what they're so crazy and she said something about orange is the new black it was like a quote that both jeff and i we were listening to it in the the car and we were both like yeah that sums up exactly how i feel about this show did you just open the book i'm trying to quote it i'm trying oh, to be okay. very fancy with this book club i'm trying to find the exact quote but it was something like the creators that show can't commit to greatness or mediocrity yes yeah 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 uh it Where basically like, it could be either like a melodrama or a yeah. really important like which i use with the appropriate like ironic quotes like important work yeah. of portraying women whose voices whose stories don't get told very much and i think so okay one of my greatest flaws and i have so many like a thing that i cannot break myself of is reading comments it is a thing i do constantly whether it's on my own work which like i showed you the thing last night of somebody like lectured him that i swore too much like that's fucking fine like yeah whatever um but i have this like am like need to hear people responding to whatever yeah whether i agree with it or disagree with it like i i I think it kind of stems from a i don't think people could be this bad 
please prove me right for once in your fucking life, humanity. Yeah. Um, sure forgot where I was going with that because I really <laughs> devolved into like my own. I think I see what you're. Uh, I don't know if you're tying it back to necessarily like what Roxanne was trying to say about Orange Is the New Black or just, I don't know. Oh, okay, I remember now. Thank okay. you. Thank you for to... vamping a little bit you're because I really came back to it. Um, so some I was like, I think I see what you mean, but I was like, I don't. I but don't I'm bring back up what because you were we're talking about. a strong female friendship. Fucking cheers. Yep. Yep. <laughs> I love Nailed you so it. much. <laughs> um. So somebody, here's what I think is fucking obnoxious: is when people are like, "Hey, maybe we should have more people of color or women directing films, or like, you know, helming big helming at the helm at the helm of." I think you do is helming a verb. Sure. Um, major TV franchises and things like that and always immediately and like ferociously it's maybe we shouldn't pick people based on the color of their skin or based on their which I just aggressively put down my wine glass I'm so sorry I just to allow yourself to live in that kind of bubble that Mm -hmm. like you see white dude after white dude after white dude after white dude like handling every major yeah. film franchise, every major television franchise. And somebody's like, maybe we should vary from that. Mm-hmm. And they, I think, sincerely believe that these like white dudes are the only qualified yeah. candidates and to pick anybody else for any other reason would be aggressively like yeah token tokenizing well i think they're just like seeing everything through such like blinders of like yeah you know movies that are made today are great some of them that's great mm-hmm. but roxanne actually did a great point about you know um publications that aren't awarding women writers with awards or they're mm-hmm. not publishing female writers. I just, just hit my face on the microphone. You were nodding so enthusiastically <laughs> at the point that I was making. <laughs> Your head just connected yeah. with the mm-hmm. microphone. But she was saying, though, that, like, if that's not an excuse of, like, oh, well, they're not applying. Like, they're not out there. Mm-hmm. If they're out there, they're not coming to us. You go to them. You have to make an effort to, like, change the structure of yeah. this whole deal. I think people who come with that argument, they don't see that it's it's a structural thing that has to change. And they, yeah, because they also think like, well, nobody is owed a movie, which yeah. I think is a fair thing. Yeah. But if you take a step back and look at the big picture of like white men are again and again given these like tiny boosts, yeah. right? So that means you're not going to have a lot of women of color who are accessible to you immediately. You have to do some work. If you care about this, if you ca- and I think arguments are made all the time thoroughly that when new diverse voices are being told, they tell their stories, they they activate you know, groups of people who mm-hmm. may have been kind of dormant before. Yeah. And and it's important, like, yeah. what is fucking wrong with telling a, po- a story from a point of view that's different than yours? I think it's just, I honestly think it's laziness and not wanting it's, to seek Leslie, out. I think you're a thousand percent yeah. right. 
They just want, don't want to seek out that story. Cause they don't want to listen to the story. They just, it's not there already for them. And Steven Spielberg already is. Yeah. Cause like, what's easier than saying like, cool, JJ Abrams, like direct yeah. this shit. Like, yeah. great. You, and we, and I like JJ Abrams. Like it's yeah, not, not a dick that's the thing. It's not us being like movies that are out right now are all garbage. Right. But, but they, but I think time and time again, when we see movies come out that are not from like straight white dudes, mm-hmm. they're so impactful because a new group of people feels like their own story is being told. Yep. Like I did you, <clears throat> you saw Lady Bird, right? Yes. Uh, okay. Spoilers on Lady Bird, guys. So I loved that movie. I took the whole journey with it in a very real way. Because I cannot think of another movie that literally Lady Bird, the, um, mm-hmm. the, the character, was about my age, within about a year of being my age. Yeah. So she's going through high school in the early 2000s, and I was seeing things that I was like, like fashion things and things she said and things she did and she was like this drama nerd and was like yeah. trying to hook up with gay dudes and like that was my whole jam oh, yes. in high school of course um yep. and like it i couldn't believe how impactful it was to feel and and like and i'm saying this as a middle class like white woman i'm not yeah. an un, i'm an underrepresented group but i'm not like as you know i'm in better shape than a lot of people but to see like oh my god this is my story this is like i could relate to it so her relationship with her mother like yeah i was crying in the theater so also good. can we talk about the moment they sang dave matthews band in their car yeah. to like get out their emotions it was perfect it was i laughed so hard i almost threw up <laughs> it was great it was such a good movie it was very good and yeah. it is and i realized like how frequently do like, i feel like we have a coming okay this is what i'll say i feel like we mm-hmm. have a coming of age story about middle school high school boys to cover every year that's ever been never will be yeah and i think realizing okay ladybird is sincerely like a story that was very close to home about who I was and what I went through and it was um it was incredible to see it on screen and I was moved by it and I cannot like and white people are on the screen all the time like yeah I can't I cannot imagine like when like a moonlight comes out or a like yeah I don't know I just like it must feel a thousand times better that like, oh, we're going to tell a story about people of color. Us, yeah, yeah. And it speaks to me personally. And that doesn't mean like somebody who isn't, you know, Jessica, who was born in 1985 and went to high school this time, doesn't enjoy it. But God, it's so special that it speaks to me. Like that's, God, what the fuck is art if it doesn't move us? Yeah, exactly. Then what are we doing? Yeah. I think, too, and um, this is, um, I mean, I'm not making a super hard and fast point here because I haven't seen this movie, but did you hear that apparently, I need to see this movie. I've always heard of it. Real Women Have Curves. I've never seen it. Well, apparently Lady Bird, like, it's very similar to Lady Bird. I have heard that. And it came that. out, like, even Years closer ago. to Was the it America time. Ferrera? Yes. But that's a great example, though, of, like, a storyline where that could, you know, because it was... A female mm-hmm. 
art, you know, writer, director, whomever. I mean, it it just wasn't as widely accessible mm -hmm. as. I mean, and I think that's a great story for Greta Gerwig now that things like that are happening. But people are even pointing out, like, yeah, like, but this isn't the but first. But Leslie doesn't. Do you think that? fucking compares directly to what we were just saying of like we hold mm -hmm. like it's a female-led movie mm -hmm. and so we're gonna hold it to this higher standard yeah. of like it's getting all this like acknowledgement yeah but we like yeah but oh, now and i think and i think too like as Lady if Berg no white dude movie. has like written like something similar to right. another person like, yeah no i agree i totally agree ladybird is a fantastic movie i think it's just a good example of there are, I mean, it's a good thing that we're thinking there are these movies like this that are out there that uh, more closely identify with um, the majority of the population mm -hmm. than what's maybe always out there in the mainstream now. And they've been out there. It's just we're starting to listen more and mm -hmm. we're starting to like, you know, I don't know. We're starting to pay attention a little bit more. Yeah. But I love Lady Bird. Love. Honestly, I think 2017 was a really great year for movies. It was. Which I'm not, we're both. Our, our significant others are both movie nerds, mm -hmm. um, which is why it really worked out. I think we kind of paired them up. Like, we're like, Leslie and I are like soulmates forever, so we need to find boys yeah. who can, like, do you like how it's friends. like it sounds like they're just like off doing something together? But they're, they're definitely both asleep. They're separately. both asleep. Yeah. <laughs> separately asleep. They're but they're the best of friends. Mm, they do get along really well. It makes me super happy. Sweet. Um, but I think 2017 was an incredible year for movies because oh, yeah. he had Get Out, which what noise did I just make? I don't know. My it's throat? like an animal in your body. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Get Out, I love. Yeah, that was a great movie. Get Out, I loved. We both saw I Tanya. Can we talk about Tanya Harding? Is that a weird thing to talk about? How long have we been going on? It doesn't matter. I want to talk to you for matter. the rest of my life. It doesn't matter. I'm so glad we're doing... Do you think... Yeah. Okay, do you think in, like, 30 years we're going to, like, listen back to this? Oh, my God. We'll listen back to this and crawl into a hole <laughs> and be like, my voice is the worst. Can I tell you... I've actually finally gotten used to my voice That's because good. I have to hear it a lot. That's good. What am I doing? I... Um, so self-absorbed that I don't know if I'll ever get over it. So. <laughs> Leslie will... I'm wearing... I wear headphones so I can monitor our audio excellence... Uh, Leslie put on the headphones, talked into the mic, heard her own voice, was like, no, thank you. No, pass on that. <laughs> Hard pass. I don't need it. I don't need that negativity in my life. <laughs> I don't need it. I just don't need it. Um, oh, okay. Well, I want to read this thing from the book. Yep, yep, yep. We're talking about books. Yeah. So uh, this is about, okay, so privilege is a thing I really enjoyed talking about. Mm -hmm. I have this thing that. I get topics that I'm obsessed with talking about. So recently it's been like the artist, can you separate the art from the artist? Mm -hmm. It's just a thing that like I have a glass of wine. I'm like, we need to decide if Woody Allen is like, Let's make a decision right now. <laughs> like The four of us yep. on our couch watching figure skating really need to get to the bottom of this. Yep. Finally. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 Um, but another one I think it, uh, is interesting is discussions of privilege. And um, so she said, uh, quote, we believe to... Can I try that again? Do it again. Because I literally yeah, just read no words that she wrote. <laughs> <laughs> I was just scatting. You're like, we believe. <laughs> we the people. <laughs> quote, we tend to believe that the accusations of the privilege imply we have it easy. 
which we resent because life is hard for nearly everyone. Of course we resent these accusations. Look at white men when they're accused of having privilege. They tend to be immediately defensive and at times understandably so. They say it's not my fault I'm a white man or I'm instead of other condition that discounts their privilege instead of simply accepting that in this regard, yes, they have, they benefit from certain privileges others do not. Um, I think there's more to this quote, but I can't make the page on my Kindle turn. Nope. That's can't. great. That, That's oh, good. we'll just close it. So, yeah. um, I really, I had one of my other aha moments I had was, so I think privilege is a really interesting thing because, and I think she puts it really well that when you say you are more privileged than me, people feel like it's just counting that they have gone through hardship. Like, saying you have privilege doesn't mean your life is perfect. So the best way I have thought about it is, like, Mikey, my husband and I have spent most of... We've been together since almost 10 years. <gasps> almost 10 years. Aww. Aww. Um, and we've spent most of that time pretty broke. Whether... Uh, for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. Um, and... I remember we were talking about it one time and talking about how like, oh, does money solve problems or does it not? And what does it mean? And what I kind of landed on was money doesn't solve all problems, but like we all have a baseline of problems. But if you're broke, you're just adding on top of that. Yeah. Like living with a partner is tricky. You know, marriage is tricky. Running a house is tricky. And that's not to just, if you have all the money in the world, you're still going to run into hiccups. But if you have no money ever, you're just piling on shit on top of that. So Mm -hmm. if you're broke, if you're a person of color who's persecuted regularly and aggressively, and that's the thing that I always kind of cling to is, it's important, I think, to clarify. Like, if I talk about, if I talk to a white dude about, like, your privilege it is not to say that you don't have any problems. Yep. It is not to say that your life doesn't have hardships. It certainly does. And realistically, your life could be harder than mine. Yeah. But there are certain realms in which you enjoy an amount of privilege. And it's okay to admit that. And I think she... I'm going to try to turn this page again. Yeah. Got it. Okay, I'm going to keep reading because... I like this next part. So uh, to have privilege in one or more areas does not mean you are wholly privileged. Surrendering to the acceptance of privilege is difficult, but it's really all that's expected. What I remind myself regularly is this. The acknowledgement of my privilege is not a denial of the ways that I have been and am marginalized and the ways I've suffered. Yeah. And I think that's a really good way. I think... And maybe going back to the binary, do you think people are afraid to admit that they have something okay? I think so. I think people who are one to say, I don't have privilege, I have hardship instead, you're, you're good. Mm-hmm. People think of it more of like a like like a one-to-one exchange. Oh, it's the impression Olympics, Like I right? can only, yeah. You like, went through this, but I went through exactly. that. Exactly, and it's there's not anything outside of that those two things, those two experiences that you're comparing, either a privilege or a hardship, mm-hmm. but they're not looking 
taking a step back and I'm not trying to sound like I'm the most enlightened person ever. No, I think but you, you have are. to look. I think I am, though. You are. But you have to look at the whole. I mean, I just had a conversation with someone at work that was similar to this. It's like, well, you know, you had this hardship that it makes you feel X, Y, Z. But also look at where you're at now. Like you're able to. And I I don't know. It just you can we can work ourselves into a hole also whenever mm-hmm. we really go round and round with it. And I think Roxanne really talks about that in a beneficial way too where it's like you can go back and forth forever yeah and are you making any progress no you just acknowledge it Mm -hmm. make that a part of like the baseline understanding of your conversation and then move on and try to make some sort of difference but yeah isn't there like this weird specific thing that everybody needs to be the least among us yeah does that make sense like everybody's like oh they're they're like what i am this sounds super annoying um because i feel like people like to pin this on like millennials or oh my god whatever or like women but it's just like what i'm owed and i feel like so many groups of people um are just it's easy to be like only what i am owed but not what you are bringing to the table or what you are owed i don't know like i'm not sure i understand like i think that when people and I'm making a huge generalization of people sure. who are typically Do thinking, it. like, Flat I brush. don't have privilege. Okay. Um, I am um, I, a white male, but I've never experienced white male privilege. <laughs> yeah. I feel like they're thinking, I like, these are my hardships and I'm owed something because of them. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, they're, yeah, just, they're not thinking, like, what does my partner across the table bring to the table? Mm-hmm. And what should I do to advocate for not just me, but, like, everyone? You know, it, I'm not saying take yourself totally out of the picture. Everyone deserves fairness. Yeah. But I don't know. I feel like they just, it. they make that, they make thinking that through just too simplistic of, mm-hmm. like, I have this one experience. Well, it's the binary, right? It's experience. the black and white yeah. thinking of the world and thinking like, if this is like, if A is true, then B is false. Yeah. And that's just not how I think the yeah. world works. Which and people who also say they don't have privilege <laughs> is the exact definition of having privilege. Because so. they don't. <laughs> Hot takes from Leslie Nans. Here for it. I said it. <laughs> <laughs> Are you going to come at me? Yeah. Um. Yeah, I just... I don't know. I just find all that extremely exhausting. Mm-hmm. And she and put it in a great way, though. That was just like it wasn't like I don't know because I feel like people who have that mindset they don't react well to preachiness or like being told you're wrong, even, even though you are wrong. You are wrong, yeah. <laughs> but, but you have to like walk them into it very yeah. gently. Yeah, she but puts it in a but great way. also. I get it. Like being told that you were wrong about a thing or being told that like you are taking advantage of a thing in directly disadvantaging another another party is a shitty thing to hear. Yeah. Nobody wants to hear that. No. Yeah. Totally true. Yeah. It's just I think she talked about it in a great way where it's just like everyone needs to acknowledge your privilege there are many um yeah things that were, and she even yeah. said like so she's like a woman of color she's i think she's queer it was uh, she, she like touched on it first yeah she sec, didn't label but it yeah. but i think she said she's yeah queer um identified um she's a f- fat person like she has all these things but she still acknowledges that she has this privilege because she is well-educated and brilliant and yeah like, has all these supportive things family yeah and, and, like and it's supportive yeah. family like things like that that yeah it just it really 
I find it really upsetting when people, I'm going to go back to the conservative thing because that's my favorite thing to do is like shit all over them. It's sort of my thing. Um, Is this unwillingness to understand context. Mm -hmm. Yes. Right? Like, so if a kid, if a kid steals, he's a bad guy. He deserves to go to jail. And it's not worth considering like, well, what's his, home life does he get meals every day does he feel secure in his home or does he feel like his only option is to do this thing and i think that's what's honestly this is gonna be like the stand i'm taking i think that's the difference between democrats and republicans or conservatives and liberals like however you want to you want to place it is i think conservatives like to be black and white yeah Mostly white. Am I right? Oh, nailed it. I'm trying to do the Harpo marks. I knew exactly what you meant. Did you? Even, even though, though you're I just waving <laughs> a hand lazily next to your face. <laughs> oh, I hit my face with the microphone again. Yeah, you almost lost the bottle of wine, oh, too. No. It's okay. It's all right. I love you so much. I'm so glad we're doing this. No. I agree with you, though. It's, it's oh, like yeah, you got us back on track. Context. Job. Yeah, I'm just bringing realness in. You're really professional. Yeah, like, no. It's like a, context for like people who have the black and white. This mm-hmm. is wrong. This isn't right. It's like it's so concentrated on what exactly happened and whatever well, moment is being questioned. Okay, this person came across from Mexico when they're one and a half and now they're that 40 and a doctor. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. It's against the law, so yeah. it's bad. And so, like, we can talk about, like, the morality of the law, or we can talk about, like, was this a black and white yeah. thing? And is, are you willing to look at the context? Yeah. Because you, yes, you're not wrong. You're not wrong when you say this person is in yeah. the United States illegally. Yes, you're correct. But yeah. if you want to take it, like, a quarter step further, yeah. Well, is this person contributing to society? Is this yeah. person paying taxes? Is this person, like, like, is there a reason beyond this sort of arbitrary binary law that we're yeah. looking at? Yeah. And I think that is always what's going to be interesting is it's not like we've never found laws unjust before. I think right now we're really living through a whole thing with, like, marijuana mm-hmm. that people i was i was listening to pod save america when i was walking my dog today i tried to talk to leslie about it but she didn't know what i was talking about i was like what are those words <laughs> um and there was a, a a woman wanda something i'm sorry i'm not gonna look it up i was gonna say i was wasn't going to Mm-mm. but uh, that she was looking at statistics of like 80 percent of people who are locked up for like small drug offenses like holding pot on them are people of color mm-hmm and to not understand, like, listen, we're both white people, and we both know a plenty of people who smoke pot, and very few people who have ever, like, seen any consequences mm-hmm. for it. But the fact that, like, m- generally men of color are disproportionately seen yeah. the co- quote-unquote consequences of this dumb fucking law. Yeah. Like, yes, they are breaking the law, but maybe we should, like, rethink yeah. these laws. But what a... Bla- what a sm- short-sighted person sees out of that is oh people of color do drugs more i had wine in my mouth but i would have done this yeah 
but that's exa- that's what they get out of statistics like that. And then that goes even that just digs into like, oh, and they are bad people. Because here's yeah. the thing, there's so many statistics available to you yeah. that you can confirm it's honestly it's like okay, are you ready for me to pull it back to Friendly Atheist Podcast? It's like the fucking Bible. Mm-hmm. It's anything you want to believe, you can find something to back it up in the yeah. Bible. Yeah, yeah. You can make it whatever you want. You can, yeah. like, fucking juggle it however you yeah. need to. Like, when people talk about, like, black and white crime or whatever, like, it just makes me want to fucking murder stuff. Yeah, yeah, anyway. yeah, yeah, yeah. Are we... Do we feel like we're wrapping up? I mean, there's... I no, feel like that's, like, a theoretical question. Like. <laughs> do you have anything else you specific? Oh, you know what? I, I, I lied. I wanted to talk about... You had a thing. No, you go first. No, no, I wrote mine down, so I'll remember it. You won't remember yours. Don't uh, look at it. I can't read it. Yeah, I have garbage person handwriting. I just wanted... I mean, I don't even know if I have any hot takes about it, but I really appreciated how she wrote about, like, Fifty Shades of Grey and Twilight. <laughs> okay, yes. I'm so... Go- I tried to clap, and I just <laughs> hit... Them. Leslie, why did I make us record so late? I don't know. Well, we didn't get the equipment until late. Now that's true. And then we had to watch The Cutting Edge, so. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, (laughs) guys, let me describe to you our day. Leslie and I got up. We brought Dottie to the dog park so she could meet my friends, my only friends. They are at the dog park. Um, Came home, had mimosas with brunch. Yep. Leslie took a nap. A short nap. About five to ten minute nap. Five to ten minute nap. We watched some Olympics and then we're like, no good events. Leslie, could you describe what events you wanted to watch? Um, when they're flipping and... When they're things that where they're jumping off of things uh-huh. and flipping in the air. Mm-hmm. Also figure skating, specifically commentated by Tara Lipinski and Johnny Weir. <laughs> so we kind of ran into the thing that all they were doing is like the biathlon. And we're like, okay, we're not here for this. It so was we, interesting for two seconds. And then we're like, okay. Okay, I got the idea. Yeah. So we watched Cool Runnings. Yep. Jadoy. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> with zero human women in that movie. Yeah, yeah. Also, the guy with the square head. Anyway. Yeah, it was upsetting. Um, and then we watched more Olympics. We got an obscene amount of Chinese food. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Mikey, fi- my poor husband, came finally came home after like 14 delayed flights. He was like 36 hours later than he was supposed to be home. And immediately I was like, we're watching The Cutting Edge because I think it's Mikey's favorite movie. I... Did not take that assessment seriously until we watched it. Get and close to like, the microphone. People need to hear your sorry. wise words. I'm so sorry. Cutting edge. Um, hot takes. Um, first of all, Cutting so Edge much. is a very good movie. Second great, of all, right? it's excellent when my husband is narrating it and letting you know when the good parts are coming up. Yeah. And Giving the quotes like moments before they happen. Mm-hmm. And also, that's if you watch The Big Lebowski with him, that's basically that. He just... Yeah, I don't know if I've seen that movie all the way through. Really? Spoiler. It's good. I like it. It's fine. Um, One more time. Oh, so that was our night. And then (laughs) then the uh, cutting edge. Guys, watch the cutting edge. It's a very good movie about Olympic ice skaters. It's watch that movie. Yeah. Why would people listen to this? Um, So, (laughs) and so the movie ended and I was like, all right, I'm going to go set up the sound equipment. And Leslie was basically asleep on so the couch. Tired. I insisted so she was going to get a second wind. And here I am. Here you are. Do I, I just know did a you? Top knot in my hair, but like a half top knot. How's it look? It's like librarian chic. You're also wearing your glasses, which I never see you in your glasses. I wear my glasses a lot these days because my eyes are real dry. 
<laughs> but you're when I was like, okay, I'm gonna set up the sound equipment, finish the book right now. Leslie's boyfriend looked at me and was like, you're recording now. I'm like, yes, I am at my prime post. He knows my schedule. <laughs> he knows the schedule. We also stayed up till three a.m. yesterday watching Beast Beast Mode, Ultimate Beast Master. <laughs> Can we watch that when we sign off? Yes. Run, don't walk. Netflix. <laughs> I suggest <laughs> I suggest season two. Um, don't mess with season one. Season one takes itself a little bit too seriously. <laughs> with an opener by Sylvester Stallone, he does not make another appearance. Yeah. That was a Season lot two happening. is way sillier. Way more offensive. Can you give it like a little It's like, okay, pitch? so it is like, like American Ninja Warrior. What if anybody Warrior. listens to this? I don't know. Let's just send it to Roxanne Gay and be like, "This we talk about you the whole time, but Ultimate Beastmaster. (laughs) (laughs) I think she'd be into it. Anyway, it's like American Ninja Warrior, but their their obstacle course is in um a like the it's inside of a tiger (laughs) type structure, and there's parts they go through. They're like the digestive tract. Yeah, yeah, it's awful, and they have commentators. From all the countries that are represented, and it's always a comedian and a sports person, <laughs> and antics ensue. <laughs> it's just crazy. Ugh. It's a good time waster. Like if you need to knock through like something tedious, like yeah. you need to, I don't know, have something like stupid on taxes. in the background. This is prime taxes entertainment. Put that shit on while you have TurboTax up. Yeah, some spreadsheets probably. And it'll make, yes, it'll, um, a stupid PowerPoint, if you will, for work. Have, have I Ultimate told you Beast the story on. of Mikey's and my honeymoon and when we opened all of our, um, like, cards for our wedding? Have I told you the story? I don't know. So, uh, Mikey and I, again, no brag, went to Lake Tahoe for our uh, honeymoon. Oh, what a, so beautiful. Oh, yeah, you went. It's really, really gorgeous. Beautiful. Packed with old white people. Like, and because we, we went there in late September. Yeah. And so, like, it was past summer season and not quite snowing. Yeah. So it was just, like, old white people and me and Mikey, which is, like, really our prime demographic. Mm-hmm. We're very charming to old white people. Yeah. Um, but so the, one of the first nights of our <laughs> like, hotel we stayed at was, like, fucking. I remember I had a lot of mirrors? A lot of mirrors. Yeah. It was, like, not. The classiest hotel. So it had the reason we picked. So we picked it because Mike, are you ready to be bored? Mikey's dad is part of like a um, timeshare timeshare thing. And he was like, you can pick anything you want, but you couldn't. You had to pick like something that's available this week. That's at this price point and whatever. So we found this place in Lake Tahoe. We wanted to do activities. We're an activities yeah. couple. Yeah. That's not true. Not when we're at home. We're a couch couple at home. Yeah, I understand. Um, I know that. I know that dynamic. And so this room was like a studio apartment, but like there was like a 10 by 10 foot bath in the middle that took, I think, an hour to fill up fully. Yeah. And also that was the shower. And so you had to like stand right in the corner to take a shower. Cause that was, but then there was like a little living room and a little bedroom with mirrors just everywhere. Yeah. Um, so anyway, uh, our second, the second night of our honeymoon, we were sitting on the couch and we're like, okay, we're going to open all the cards and like keep track of like the very generous gifts that people got us. And we had obviously booze. Yeah. And we decided the drinking game, <laughs> my passion is thinking of drinking games. You've heard me yell. You're that. good at it. <laughs> You're welcome. Leslie, thank you so much. You're welcome. You're just my soul sister. Um, and so the drinking, <laughs> the drinking game was... If it said Jessica and Michael Greif, he had to drink. If it said Michael and Jessica Greif, 
I had to drink. Do you might call you Jess and Mikey? Like when they wrote in the envelope, yeah. they almost always wrote our full names. I was trying to remember what I put, and then I was like, oh, I didn't write you a card because I you saw me get it out of my trunk <laughs> as I was about to haphazardly write it moments <laughs> before your wedding, and you were like, don't do that. I, and I was like, I've never loved you more. <laughs> my So Leslie was obviously right. It's my wedding, and like the most important thing was that I was like, don't give me a single gift. You've bought a $200 dress that you had to be cut out of, am I correct? That was Elena. I did have some struggles. Why I did nobody buy I couldn't a breathe dr- in it. Les- uh, you le- were mad at us for not getting our dresses altered. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> I needed to pump the brakes. What I was mad. <laughs> I wasn't mad that you didn't get it altered. You're but mad. everybody was like, it's three weeks to the And everybody was like, I should get mine altered. I'm like, if you're going to do s- it. I never said those words. <laughs> I always was like, challenge accepted. I can do this with safety pins. And I did. Well, Leah, we're at my bachelorette party, which was just like us getting drunk and my friend's parents like, this is a podcast. People are going to listen to this. Yeah. Um, my, my, uh, Elena's parents like house in like Indiana, you know, where the cool lake houses are. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, it, so it was probably August and I got married in September and everybody like Leah was like, I think my dress is too big on me. And you're like, I don't think mine fits me right. And I was like, you guys. Yeah. I think we had a powwow after that. And we're like, guys, we don't talk about this around Jess. <laughs> but it was just one. Of, the thing is, it wasn't like, I wanted you to get your dress altered. It was just like, if you're gonna. Yeah. And also, none of us were ever gonna. <laughs> I love But you. also understand. <laughs> also understand that Leah was my maid of honor and she got, I officiated her wedding in 2016 and I had to drag her to go dress shopping. I believe it. Because believe it. it was she got married in June and it was like November. And she was like, I don't know, I'll find something. I was like, no, no, no. Wedding dresses you have to kind of buy in advance. So I like, I would go to like Ralph Lauren with her on her. Um, it's a dirty like, job. Somebody's got to do it. It is. Yeah. I, I was a really good friend. <laughs> Yeah, it's good. <laughs> but literally, Lou was like, I don't think it really fits me well, but if I have really good posture all night, it will be fine. And, and that's like, bound to happen to yeah. maintain that posture. My friend all night. Leah, who always has good posture, that's a thing I know about her. That's like her top attribute. Her top. That's why I picked her. Yeah. God, I think we need to wrap this up. This has gone probably. Off the ra- I, what what we was were, you want to talk about? Just about how she wrote about Fifty Shades of Grey and Twilight. Oh my god! How did we get this far off track? I don't know. You told a story about the drinking game you played on your honeymoon, and oh, because my passion is drinking games. Oh yeah. Okay, so talk about your uh, experience. So you've read Fifty Shades of Grey? I absolutely have not. Uh, I've had so many people in my life tell me to read Fifty Shades of Grey. And then I was telling Justice earlier that when people were like, oh, have you read it? And I was like, no. And they'd be like, you should. And I'd be like, I won't. (laughs) And then they'd be like, no, 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 you don't understand what it's about. And then I had one friend in particular tell me at length. I feel like we had an all night long conversation where she's telling me the entire. I was like, give me the rundown, the entire plot of all three books. And I was like, I got it. And I still will not read it. Because the thing that is... Because now I know it. Because now I know it. But the thing that is most upsetting to me... I mean, those are, like, one and the same. Like, mm-hmm. Fifty Shades was, like, sprung from Twilight fan fiction. Oh, yeah. For sure. Um, and it wasn't the, you know, sadomasochism stuff at all that was just like, oh, ooh, oh, my goodness, this makes me feel uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. It's the fact that, like, I just... That type of relationship is not my jam. 
like obviously controlling crazy yeah like i i don't know why i don't mean to sound high and mighty about it i just hate people telling me to read this you should read this you definitely should read this but like i know for a fact that that's going to get on my nerves Mm -hmm. even outside of the controlling crazy stuff he does i have this thing where it's like the type of relationship that i do not ever want to be a part of Mm -hmm. for some reason this is just creepy to me somebody who like surprises me with a trip like shows up with a helicopter really that's my favorite thing is to look forward to something to be a part of something to like and i just think that's so belittling to like have somebody tidy up your life around you be like i made all the arrangements i got you off work i bought you this car you're gonna go in this helicopter you have no idea where you're going and i feel like that's a first sign of somebody being a psychopath who will kill you but you i feel like you have to acknowledge that there's a difference between like i'm gonna surprise you with this trip versus i'm going to run your life yeah right but i also don't like anybody who would surprise me with a trip Note to self, anybody, anybody in my life. It's who's not note gonna, to self if you're making note the note to the to world. <laughs> I don't need to make a note to myself because it knows about myself. <laughs> note to everybody. If you're trying to surprise me with something major like that. No, it's just stupid. Okay. So what if like next weekend I just like appeared in your, in your house? No, you wouldn't like it? No. I wouldn't. No. I'm just becoming more and more in my ripe old age. I'm just don't like surprises. You're 27 years old. I don't like surprises. <laughs> I'm not 27. Thank you so much, though. How old are you? Oh, my God, Jess. I'm 29. Oh, my God. Way to I go. I forgot that I was 32. Because in my head, you were two Don't make it about you. You forgot how old I was. So. <laughs> God. Super okay. Dead. What are we going to do for your 30th? Nothing. Like, that is again i'm becoming and as i get older you know my per- favorite birthday plans nothing <laughs> ordering pizza and not doing anything and not having but to what if i'm on the couch with you and we're collectively that'd be okay, okay. i just don't like thank- the th- oh thank you that'd be okay <laughs> i the thought of people singing happy birthday that's my nightmare just a room walking into a room full of people singing happy birthday to you is awful yeah, that's probably yeah. not. But Roxanne Gay, when she was talking about... <laughs> I'm just bringing it back. Just How many back times down. do you think we've woken up our significant others? By we, I mean me. Yell up. I don't know. Mike is probably used to it at this point. Yes. Jeff also could sleep through a lot, so... I think we're good. He, okay, bless his heart. He went, uh, I was like, you can go downstairs and watch a movie. And he's like, I'm going to go up and read. And he like just brought his little beer with him up to our guest room. He's I love him week. so much he's such a good guy so good he would never surprise me with a helicopter and that's <laughs> what i love about him i really here's the thing i like about jeff god this is boring for anybody i like that like if you're go- like when you were up taking a shower he and i just like hung out he is he's the definition of somebody you don't have to worry about like he is down to hang and i wish Shh. i was that person but i'm not no i'm no, like somebody not. leaves me i'm like they're like are you okay and i'm like with my eyes, I'm like, no. No. Um, I want to be that person. I think I can. I can muster up the strength to be that I'm person. I'm usually good if you, like, if I'm, like, your date for a thing and you have to. So, like, yeah. for example, this has never actually been a thing. But, like, if you're standing up in a wedding and I'm your date. Like, I'm the person that I'm, like, I will figure shit out. Yeah. But not everybody is like that. But no. Jeff is just, like, he's a good dude. Oh, my he God. Is. He's going to listen to this. Shout out to Jeff. What's up, Jeff? Hey, future Jeff. Jeff. Um, remember all these nice things we said about you? I think we have to sign off. We've we definitely have to been stop. talking for... 
Everybody should read this book. It's it was great. really good. Also, good. when we get up, can we just finish this battle wine on my couch and just keep talking? Yeah, there's there's more to say. We have so much more to say. There's more to say. You you know what's weird is like I feel like I've confessed secrets on this podcast so frequently yeah there's just there's something about oh okay there's a really interesting article about the false intimacy of podcasts did you read that no but i'm nodding like i could definitely see that where you're just like this is a safe place it is because it is a one-way relationship yeah it is like i the macros are always my go-to thing like i've listened to every episode of my brother my brother and me i've listened to every episode of the the adventure zone and i feel like i know these these Mm -hmm. boys and i don't and they don't know me and and whatever, and it becomes this sort of messy thing. And I think being vulnerable and open is important. Yeah, flawed is super important. Yeah, because I feel like every time I hear somebody like talk about what a fucking mess their life is, honestly, it's usually you talking to me on the phone. Yeah, but I love it. It's great. Yeah. It's just like okay, cool. Like, yeah, yeah. Uh, yes, I'm a mess. And yeah. Yes, we're all messes, and you, we're just like faking yeah. it. If anybody wants to become obsessed with me in particular from this podcast and just like really is vibing the messiness I'm bringing to this Mm -hmm. book club um, podcast, the one and only time I've been on a podcast, it's fine. (laughs) If you want to just hold me to that standard of like, you feel super close and drawn into me. (laughs) I was just giving permission. Oh, I thought you were like giving them a place to stalk you at. Oh, uh, no, I was just opening the door for you can do that if you want. Do you want to, like, you can stalk me at, oh my God, oh, like, plug? I mean, listen, nothing matters. Uh, I feel like all of my social media names are just my name, which is Leslie Nance, Leslie K. Nance. Are they? It's not inventive. I don't have a brand. No, everything's but you did boring. It right. I am the opposite. I was like, oh, Leah, like Leah used to always call me Blueberry. Oh, yeah. And so I was like, that's going to be my thing. But Blueberry, how I usually spell it, B-L-U-E-B-U-R-Y on Twitter was taken. So I was like, it will definitely be no big deal if I spell it slightly no differently from platform to platform. Yeah. Little did I know that I would have literally dozens of followers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> dozens and dozens. Hey, I don't want to brag, but I'm rounding on 900 Twitter followers. That's a big deal. Well, and like there was some game that you play where it's like whoever has the most followers has to go first. And I lost what? that game. I feel like it was like Cards Against Humanity or like Oh, what do you mean? That's what it was. Which is Cards Against Humanity. You would win you would have to go first in that game, Jess. Congratulations. Thank you. Yeah. Um okay. So I think we should wrap it up. We should. We've been talking for a while, I guess. I know. I'm really, I'm just really fucking thrilled we did this. Like, Me I too. love And I'm also just so, so glad we read this book. Can I just say, I've put this on the poll for my own personal book I'm club. I'm sorry. For the listener, she's presenting the book to me. To, so you can just see the nice mm-hmm. visual. I wish I bought the physical book. Uh, I got this actually from my brother's girlfriend, Kaylin. I love her. She's so sweet. She, um, I've told her, we bonded over Roxanne Gay, and I'm like, I really want to read Bad Feminist. Mm-hmm. And she got this for me for Christmas. Oh, that's really sweet. She's Is that why you suggested it? Because you already owned it? No, I mean, I suggested it because I was like, I'm about to read this anyway. <laughs> so <laughs> I don't want double work. Yeah, I can't read two books at one time. No, <laughs> but I've been trying to read this forever in my own personal book club, but it's, our book club is really big and it's hard to get a super, you know, 
I don't know, everybody into one particular book. Anyway, I keep unabashedly adding this. Like, you want to read this? Anybody? And nobody votes Nobody does. My book club is me and Lee and Amanda, who live in Portland now. Aww. So it's me drinking wine alone on my couch, talking to them, mostly about our dogs. That sounds like fun. It is the best. It's always, like, eight hours long. That sounds like fun. I love it. They're going to be on the this podcast. They're going to do an episode <gasps> with me. We're going to try to figure out. Um, so we... <laughs> So it's the three of us in the, in the book club. So it's me, for the listeners who don't intimately know my friends, it's me, my best friend from high school, Leah, and her wife, Amanda, who are, like, my two favorite humans. And besides, besides you, I love me. you. I love yeah. you so much. Besides me. I'll say. Yeah. You're my heart. Um, I'm just joking. I love you, Leah. <laughs> She's the best. I know. Um, so I officiated their wedding, so I'm really close with, with with both of them. And they moved to Portland, which has felt like an, a, per, a personal affront to me. Yeah. <laughs> and so we decided we were going to do a book club, like, via Skype. So we would, like – and so it rotates through, like, we each get to, to pick a book. And I've always been picking, like, trashy romance novels. And Amanda always picks cozy mysteries – and Leah, Leah's a wild card, which, yeah. you know, Leah, like, that's not surprising. Um, and so they're going to be in town. They're going to be in town in March. Oh, fun. March or April-ish, like, late March, early April. So we're going to do one of the books we're oh, going to read. IRL. Mm-hmm, IRL. Yeah. They're going to be both be talking into that very microphone. Oh. <sighs> I'm very excited about it. So I'm tr- I think it will be my turn to pick a book when that comes around. So I'm kind of looking for like a queer romance novel. Ooh. I think that would be a good, yeah, a good thing. Anyway, I'm I don't just know if one off the top of my head. You guys are gonna pick something amazing. Your banter is gonna be hilarious. <laughs> I love that. Tune into the next episode. Like honestly, that's when I hear people talk about like, oh, women are bitches. Like all I think about is like, you guys. But I'm hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> but like you guys and like Elena and like all of my friends who were just like so obsessed with each other succeeding and boosting each other up. It's, it feels so foreign to me. Yeah. That sort of junior high mentality of like, yeah, us I think we've all just been really lucky in our relationship. And also that's just a broad stroke that everybody's painting about women. So, yeah. And I think we're lucky. And I think also we make choices about who we want to keep in our lives and who we, who we don't. Yeah. And I don't know. You're just like my person. I want to keep in my life forever. Oh, samesies. Samesies. I love it. Um, okay. I think this was, d- what time is it? It is 2.30 a.m. <gasps> oh. Sorry, adulthood. We're nailing this. Um, if we think of any other, like, really important thoughts, I'll add it in a comment thread. <laughs> or just, I can just plug this shit back in. Be like, yeah. Guys. Can I leave a really long voicemail? <laughs> yes, please. And you can just add it to this podcast. We didn't even talk about Tanya Harding. We didn't. Which we've talked about at length today. Yeah, that's okay. Another time. I probably need some time to collect my thoughts. <laughs> I need to rewatch the 30 for 30 before that happens. Yeah, so. for sure. Okay, yeah. so guys... Uh, I, this is probably I don't know this might have been dumb but I just love hanging this out this is fun my, for me uh, yeah really that's all that matters to me in the end it is was fun that it's fun um, you guys can uh, follow me on twitter blueberry b-l-u-e-b-u-r-i-e uh, email us at friendlyandtastepodcast at gmail um, if you want to hear more of this rambling nonsense um we'll probably do about one a month um for our donors so you can go to patreon.com slash friendly atheist podcast donate a dollar a month and you'll you'll get access to um a few extra episodes um 
and kind of, I don't know. Thank you for if you if you've made it to this point, I guess. Thank Congrats. you. Congrats. <laughs> You're very brave. Yeah. Um, thank you for kind of indulging me in this sort of thing I wanted to try because I, you know, I think highly of the opinions of my friends and I want to, you know, get their voices heard. I think they're great and, and interesting and funny Aww. and and um, this is just a thing I've been looking forward to for a long time and I had a lot of fun. I hope it was entertaining and if not, like, don't come at me. I don't care. If not, just start watching Ultimate Beastmaster on Netflix. <laughs> and um, you're good. <laughs> okay. okay. Um, that's going to do it. Thank you so much. Um, we'll be back with our kind of normal programming next week. Um, you can hopefully find these on whatever food we set up for fables. And um, thank you. And Leslie, any uh, plugs you want to make? Yes, um, as I said, um, (laughs) I am on social media for Mm -hmm. just pure social media purposes, no promoting whatsoever. Yeah. But Leslie K. Nance on Instagram. Uh, I also have a live journal out there that's floating around from my preteen days. Oh, do you have that address? Um, I feel like my name, I honestly, it's hard for me to remember it because I had so many like aim names and live journal names. Oh yeah. Your aim name when I knew you in college was definitely like bright eyes. It, um, it was burst X bright. So (laughs) on aim, on aim is burst X bright. The now defunct aim. Oh, look at it. It's Dottie. She's been asleep this whole time. So yeah, you can, you can find me. There's a MySpace (laughs) out there too. That's just in the world yeah oh, why did i just tell people to look at these it's things? hard to say it's very late but honestly if you just like look at my twitter or facebook feed it's just last night <laughs> so let one last anecdote and then i'll let you guys get on with your fucking lives mm-hmm. um so i had this big plan to have i i've talked about it before i like to do olympics parties because i love the olympics i know they're problematic and corrupt but i fucking love them and so Leslie came up for it, and there was supposed to be, like, ten of us, like, a pretty small party, and, and then Leslie called me a couple weeks ago and was like, can there be a costume element to this party? And I was like, yes, of course. And then the blizzard happened, and everybody kept bailing out, and so it was, and Mikey got stuck in California, and so it was literally me and Leslie and Leslie's boyfriend, Jeff, and Leslie and I were in head-to-toe costume makeup hair very specific themes very specific things mine was 2002 and god i you know i hate to brag it's a thrill line about me mm-hmm. i nailed that makeup this look it, it was silver eyeshadow it was eyeliner all around my eyes yep. it was yep. Yep. blush it, it was just it was a nude shiny lip yeah <laughs> and leslie fucking knocked it out of the park with her tanya harding it was some big bangs it was yep. it was a strong blush it was a strong blush it was um a dress that i turned into an ice skating outfit it was that had shoulder pads in it it was perfect yeah um so the, i i guess really if i had to sum up our relationship it would be you and i took an hour and a half to get ready came downstairs in my house and just sat down and watched the olympics party <laughs> And we're just fucking happy to be there. Well, yeah, yeah, that's exactly what we did. We just sat on the couch in our costumes. Yeah. 
It was great. I mean, I took my jacket. I was doing like. You changed an, into sweats shortly thereafter. Yeah, yeah. I was doing like an opening ceremony because I bought an authentic 2002 beret. Yep. That came like at six o'clock on Friday when I needed it because yeah. it was an emergency. Yeah. So I was wearing like a blue blazer that was too small on me so I couldn't move my arms and I definitely couldn't close it. My boobs were like, no, we need to breathe. You still looked like you could have been in the opening ceremony Thank in 2002. Thank you so much. I really appreciate that. Welcome. Anyway, um, Leslie, I love you with my whole heart. I love you too. This has been so much fun. It is so much fun. Aren't you glad I made you stay awake for another three hours? Yes. I'm also glad that you made me finish this book. Although, I mean, it was burned in the midnight oil at one point. Yeah. But you super were. She listened to the audiobook on the drive down with her boyfriend. Yeah, we just sat in silence because it was I, so good. It was very good. Also, yeah. I downloaded it yesterday, on, or not yesterday, but the day before I was supposed to have credit on audiobook because I thought I was going to finish a book prior to that. So I listened to the whole thing on audiobook at 1.5 speed and it was fucking stressful. And hey, monsters who are listening to this podcast at 1.5 speed, what? No, no. What and why? I think they just want, maybe you all just want to hear noises come at you fast. Maybe, and I think there are people who listen to so many podcasts, they just want to burn through them. Yeah. But for me, like, I love Like, podcasts. I rewind podcasts. Yes. Like, I'm if loading I, the dishwasher and something was too loud. I'm like, hold on a second. Yes, I'm yeah. the same way. Or if, like, I wasn't paying attention right. Yeah, yeah. Doing the good pay attention. Yeah. Um, okay, so we've told all of our things. That's it. That's um, all we got. Um... This has been fun. I love you too. Thank you for coming on my podcast. Thanks for having me. Oh, good hands. I know. Um, Any words of wisdom you want to leave with? No. If I could leave with any word of wisdom, it's not a word as much as it's a description Mm -hmm. of a hand motion. And it's like, my feelings right now Uh are the Olympic coach who couldn't do heart hands. (laughs) And she's just like gleefully clapping her fingertips (laughs) together. And that's the image that I want to leave you all with. Someone who <laughs> wants to put her love into into a motion with her hands in, in the form of heart hands doesn't understand heart hands and is instead just <laughs> silently patting her fingertips together and smiling into the camera. <laughs> That's all I got. <laughs> Thanks, guys. <laughs>